Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. It's legitimately one of the most exciting days of the year. Okay, not exciting. Most important days of the year. Okay. The schedule comes out, which means Brent Martineau's schedule gets set. Oh. Or should I say King Martineau? I thought you were talking about the All Elite Wrestlers coming in and talk to me Well, that's later. an important thing, too. Because I'm excited for that. You are uh, I'm excited, excited for both. I'm excited for both. I know you're more excited for All Elite Wrestling coming in. And by the way, I think Tony Khan, Shot Khan, Jags appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see the schedule. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, wrestlers are on their way. Mm-hmm. Tell us who's coming again. Oh, man. So we got Adam the Hangman Page, and then we got Allie. And Brent, listen, I've talked golf for the past week. Yes, you have. I've appeased you. If you embarrass me in front of my new friends, <laughs> if you ask them something crazy in front of my new friends, Brent, I don't know. I'm, I might do something drastic here. I mean, they, they don't ask him about Tiger Woods winning the, the Masters. Don't ask him about Phil Mickelson being a great left-handed golfer. They don't care. You asked Billy Horschel about Ralph Lauren. Very topical point. Very topical <laughs> point. He, he, you know, he tweeted that like a week ago, Brent. I had to, I had to stay on topic. Yeah, here. he did. He, he stayed on it. Uh, yeah. But why is it the most exciting day? The schedule comes out. <laughs> That's why schedule comes out tonight. We are going to guess the schedule a little bit. We already know one, right? We already know the London game. They announced that. Uh, Jaguars announced that. The NFL, they've been leaking a game here or there. But I want to talk about the schedule. Have some fun with it, just trying to predict it. It's a very hard thing to do. Because keep in mind, there's like all these simulations of a computerized system is how they spit this out. And I don't know how much logic actually goes into it. Now, there is a bit because obviously the Bears and Packers are going to play each other. It's the 100th year of the NFL. But how much other logic goes into it? Kansas City, uh, the Jags playing against Carolina, 25th season for both. They came in the league together. Mm-hmm. You know, So you could have the 100th season and the 25th season for two franchises, and they meet on the schedule this year in Carolina. So I think uh, I'm interested to see how much the NFL can manufacture against the computers. Uh, and I don't think they do that like college as much. Like college will try to – manufacture a, a, a in a certain way, shape, or form. I mean, heck, look what they did with the Florida game. They moved it up a week mm-hmm. because of the 150th season, Florida against Miami and Orlando. So anyway, I, I think we'll have some fun with the schedule. People love the schedule. Oh, yeah. Absolutely love the schedule. It's a fun time. The schedule today, uh, this is what the NFL does best. Yesterday and Monday, off-season conditioning. We have some topics to talk about from Doug Marone's message to Leonard Fournette, in my opinion, and Telvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey. Today, the schedule comes out. Tomorrow, state of the franchise, which the Jags do, I think, different than almost any organization in the NFL. At least, I don't hear about the other ones. No, and we're not in don't. tune. But this is a very transparent look at the Jags tomorrow that we'll have and we can talk about. And we usually have some good talking points uh, that have to do not just with the Jags, but sports in Jacksonville, growth of Jacksonville, downtown. It, it kind of transcends sports into the news realm. But what's good for downtown is what's good for the Jaguars, I think, and what is good for everybody living in this area. So that will be tomorrow. 
And then on Monday, uh, the draft luncheon at noontime, uh, we'll get a, we'll try to get all the answers about the draft and we will be unsuccessful, but it's at <laughs> least fun to go eat at Jags headquarters <laughs> and visit with the Jags brass a few days before the draft. And then I'll be in Nashville for a couple of days and we'll sure have will. interviews and then Thursday's the draft. So this is a really fun time for football. I think there's been a lot of the last month or so, a lot of minutia. I don't really think it's that fun charting visits, <laughs> pro days even. I think all this stuff can be a sense overrated. I think this stuff starts to filter into what we can expect, what we will see, and it impacts so many people's lives like ours, but also impacts the football season, which is uh, about to come in a few months. Absolutely. You're talking about the culmination, if you will, of everything we've been talking about the past month or so. It's finally starting to you know, go ahead, and uh, we have some more things to talk about coming up. But you, but you mentioned it, Brent. The big story today is the schedule. Let's let's tease the people a little bit here. Let's, let's give them a little appetizer, if you will. <laughs> appetizer, I like it. A little, little appetizer. From from the standpoint of primetime games, how many are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to get? Because we know they're guaranteed one at least. Probably going to be a Thursday nighter for well, sure. And by the way, I'm sorry against Tennessee again because people want to see that <laughs> for the 20th time in the past. I don't know, 10 years or whatever. Well, you know, you're right in the sense that you're probably going to see one. Most everybody gets a Thursday night game. It was a couple of years ago that the Jags didn't want a primetime game, and you don't have to have every team. There was a rule for a bit that every team had to be on there uh, in primetime. And, of course, who's going to turn down a primetime game, right? Well, Sean Conn was like, I don't want it. I'm tired of being embarrassed in primetime. <laughs> so yeah. they didn't do it two years ago, and, of course, they had a great season. They should have been in primetime. You know, they were fun to watch. But I'm more curious. I, I feel like, yeah, Thursday night game is on the table. But I'd trade that for something a little different, Monday night game, Sunday night game. And I know the Jags aren't getting a Sunday night game. I, I know that just by saying I don't think they would get that. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't earn that last year, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't earn. But the Monday night game, see, to me, Monday night is taking a backseat. Monday night is not a. You think so? Monday night is not Monday night football like it used to be. Oh, I disagree. Uh, see, Sunday night's that game now. Hmm. But Sunday night's the game, the, the biggest game. And yeah. I'm telling you, Monday and Thursday, see, to t- me, there's not much different. Oh, see, I disagree, but I think Thursday is kind of the game where, you know, because every once in a while they'll get a matchup that nobody cares about. Um, they don't really cater to their to their audience, I feel like, on the Thursday night games. Monday night games, though, there's been some real barn burners in the past couple of years. I mean, you want to talk about, the, I think, the, the Rams-Chiefs game, that was a Monday night game, correct? Yeah, the, the, it was. The, the, the it was. scoring one? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think it, it might have taken a backseat more due to the commentary, and that was with Jason Witten, where people, it was like the trend to hit on Jason Witten. I honestly don't think the guy did that bad of a job. It was, it was and he more would have of just, better. Yeah, he would, I mean, dude, it was his first year. I'm like, if you play me back a month ago, but listen to me now, it's, it's <laughs> I've probably come a long way. So he was only going to get better from there. Obviously, going back to the Dallas Cowboys now, going to career, he's going to continue his career as an NFL player. So I think that had something to do with it, but I still feel like Monday night is still that premier game that's interesting you think that way we'll talk more about it sure. uh, i i don't sense that i really don't i mm-hmm. i think from part of it is and with all due respect to witten and joe tessator and those guys and i think tessator is a rising star but it's going to take some time for him to be a household name and for him to feel big you know what monday night football used to be big it was howard cosell mm-hmm. you know i mean it was that's how it all started and it doesn't feel big anymore it doesn't. And and then they did go through a few years stretch where the games were terrible. Mm-hmm. And they went through a stretch where the games on Thursday night were not great. It was Jags and Tennessee that were 6 and 10 and 5 and 11. 
Well, Fox comes in, spends a lot more money, and they say, hey, we want good games. And last year, they got good matchups, at least for the most part. Uh, how the games play out, you don't know, but the matchups are pretty good. I really feel like Monday night and Thursday night, in my opinion, don't – they don't, uh, from a star power, don't feel that different. Sunday night, to me, now feels like the biggest game. NBC's okay. got that game, and it feels that way. But do you know this? The Jags haven't had a Sunday night football game since 2008, I think is the, is the yeah. word. They haven't – I don't know when the last time Monday night is. It's been a few years uh, Thursday night, you're right, they usually get it. Well, and but they're supposed to have one against the, the Steelers last year at Sunday night, but it got flexed out, remember? That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. The yes. only reason I remember that is because I actually I, forgot about that. Well, uh, the only reason I remember that is because my friend uh, who's from Pittsburgh made plans to come to Jacksonville to watch that game, and those plans obviously went to went to. The, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you and, know uh, and that's uh, – and by the way, that was a game that was actually a pretty good game here in Jacksonville. That would have yeah. been an entertaining game on a Sunday night, but I mm-hmm. get why it was flexed out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's here's the thing with the schedule. I think fans love the primetime games. I do, too. It's a change of pace. One o'clock and four o'clock, it, it gets monotonous. I think players, right? They love the prime. You guys love primetime games, didn't you? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Especially nowadays with you know Twitter and whatnot. I mean, it's really it's really a chance to showcase your team. Yeah. Especially in the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they are a smaller market. So anytime you get a chance to put on a good product though on the field too is the big thing. Keep in mind. Um, I feel like you have to you know take full advantage of that. But as far as primetime games here, or you know if the Jaguars are going to be part of one, look at 2017, AFC Championship. They went far. They were a popular team. What happened next year, 2018? They had one Thursday night game. They were scheduled for a Sunday night game, and that got flexed out. That was it. That's and, it. and that's from a former AFC champion team. Well, Thursday night, played, got their butts whooped on t- against I, I Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's been the problem. I mean, uh, here's the thing. On the Thursday night game, if you're on the road, you are at a big disadvantage. Plain and simple. Doesn't mean they get your butt whooped like they got their butt whooped, but you are at a big disadvantage. I don't care what anybody says. Look at the records of the road teams. That's a tough thing to do. It's legitimately tough thing to do is go on the road on a Thursday night and win a football game. It's really hard. It's hard to win on Sunday, but it's really, really hard to win on the road on Thursday night football. I don't care how good you are. So. So if that game, if there is a Thursday night game, I think the Jags will keep their fingers crossed it's at home. Sure. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that's an important thing to look at. I've got it as an L if it's on the road. I'm telling you right now, I don't care who it's against. Okay. Because And, and I, that's the way I side. I mean, unless there's just a big mismatch, I think it's a really hard thing to do. Here, I think there are there are possibilities the Jags could get a primetime game. I think because of two games on their schedule. It's got to be a storyline. What do you got? Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes against this defense. Okay. Right, Kansas City's yeah. now a more key team. Patrick Mahomes has made them a more key team. Mm-hmm. People want to see them. So against this defense, Mahomes, Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, I think that could carry some weight nationally. I think it could. Now, it's in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City's not a huge market. So I don't know if the networks, NBC and ABC and ESPN, are like saying, hey, bring it on. Let's go, you know. Um, so that's where I thought – I still don't think Sunday night's in the cards. I'm talking Monday night football. Would ESPN be interested in Patrick Mahomes against this defense? Eh, probably debatable. Mm-hmm. The other one I think is New Orleans. But, yeah. again, you're talking about relatively – you know, the, what those team, what those executives want is they want L.A. They want New York. They want the Patriots. They want the Steelers. They want the Packers. They want those teams because – 
That's where the numbers are. That's where the ratings are. That's where the advertising dollars well, are. So that's where the ratings are, and that's where the points scored are as well. And that's where the points are scored too. But still, don't you like that? I mean, I think the two most intriguing games on the Jags schedule, from a from an outsider perspective, if I'm a football fan, I would tune in to see Mahomes against his defense, and I would tune in to see Breeze probably play anytime. Mm-hmm. But again, against his defense, I think it's I think those are pretty good storylines. More so than probably any other games on the schedule. Now, here at home, I think there are a lot of games that entertain you. But I'm talking from a national brand standpoint. Hey, by the way, the playoff beard going strong. Still happening. <laughs> Iceman play tomorrow night. You went for a skate today. Went for a little skate today, yeah. Didn't hurt myself, so we're all good. i tell you what, I was impressed with the skating. And I, you know what I was more I told impressed you, with? I told you it was my sport growing up. What would you expect? Do you know what I was more impressed with? What's that? Watch out, a Coos compliment is on the way. <laughs> oh! I didn't know he could edit. Like, he actually looked like he works in TV. I mean, pump the brakes a little bit, because did you see the video actually, though? It was well, a little grainy. But yeah, little grainy. Well, no, but he updated it. The problem, I'm assuming what happened here is he texted the video to you. That he did. And then you tweeted it. Well, yeah. you lost generations of the video, so the quality wasn't as good. Generations. As, as, as he tweet because once it goes through your and compresses, yeah. it comes out funky like that. Okay. Well, I think Coos then updated the video, and it looks really crystal clear and good. Coos did a good job. Let's just not throw out the good job around like it's candy. All right, let's let's analyze it. Oh, no, it's unusual. Okay, okay, we'll see. (laughs) That's that's a lot of credit for Coos right now. All right, the music played me out, and uh, here we go. Uh, ESPN 690 rolls on after this. Let's, Let's... kind of hint toward our schedules. What would it look like? Let's start it off with that. We've got a little wrestling on the way. We hear from hear from Willie Taggart and Brian Dawkins on the way. Big show lined up here on a Wednesday on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome in on a Wednesday. Brent Morton, Austin Lane. Coos is with us, pushing all the buttons, hopefully the right ones. Magic Whiteboard is out already here on a Wednesday. What you got? A room doesn't have four corners. It has eight. Think about it. Go ahead and marinate on that one a little bit. Uh-huh. Scuba dive it early on a Scuba Wednesday. Scuba diving early on a Wednesday, man. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> That's a deep dive. Yep. Deep dive. Uh, we're going to talk a little All Elite Wrestling coming up in, in just a bit. A little? 50, or we're going to talk a bunch of oh, it? Oh, maybe a lot. Okay, thank uh, God. I know you're excited. Can't I am wait. excited, yes. Which I like that. Yeah. About you. That's why I'm here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, that's coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, let's get through and, and talk a little bit more about uh, this schedule release coming up tonight. What do you want to see uh, from the Jaguars, say from a fan perspective or even from a player perspective? What do you hate about the schedule? Like, do you hate two road games in a row? Three road games in a row. Yeah. That West. Keep in mind, they've got Oakland and Denver this year, so they have to go out west. West Coast trips have not been good to the Jags. Not usually good to anybody, but they're really not good to the Jags. There's a lot of things that haven't been good to the Jags over the years. But uh, what do you look at from a player point of view? When when this thing comes out tonight and those guys in that locker room take a look at it, mm-hmm. they're going to either be like, all right, I like that, or shake their head and be like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> so when I played here, uh, I kind of approached it three separate ways. Number one, are we playing the Green Bay Packers? Yes. Are we playing in Green Bay? No? Okay, forget it then. doesn't matter because <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. That was number one. Number two, are the later games in the season in cold weather? Are we going to play in Nashville in December? Are we going to pl- maybe play uh, in Minnesota? You know, things like that. Now Minnesota's got a dome, so it's all good. True. But back in the day, they didn't. Denver. And, yeah. Denver, Denver is on the schedule. Denver's another one. 
Be careful where that one is. Yep. So Denver's the other thing. And then the third is your division uh, opponents because those are the big ones. Those yep. are the ones you got to win. Traditionally, I think what's going to happen even this year is they, they want to put the division opponents towards the end of the schedule because that's when, especially in the AFC South division this year with the Colts, the Texans, mm-hmm. and even the Titans, I mean, it's up for grabs. So from a from a viewer standpoint, I think the most exciting games are going to come down towards the last part of the schedule, hence the division opponents. Now, listen, you're a guy from Wisconsin. Did you really look at the cold weather games and be like, Ugh. Oh, I embraced them. I was oh, you all, liked yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You liked them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they were my favorite. <laughs> there be another opportunity for me to call you soft. That would not be good. <laughs> well, they were my favorite, but I mean, I, I definitely didn't mind them. The coldest game I ever played in was in Nashville. It was uh, it was the last game of the season. I think it was like January 2nd is when we played uh, the Titans. And um, that's one of those games we put on the Vaseline I talked about before where yeah, yeah. players have put Vaseline on their skin because it holds the heat in and it keeps you warmer. So that was definitely a Vaseline game, as I still said. think I need to worry, work on that pregame show when we go to Cleveland and Denver and those Buffalo. You, you like do a little Vaseline, Vaseline like on the face? Well, as long as you got that beard growing in yeah, there, man, you, I think you're going to be fine. beard will be gone. You're going to be all good. Right, whatever pregame show we do, so uh, we won't have to worry about that. That's interesting, though, to look at. The, so you said in that order, and I, I think most players would. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hometown or a game that they like, I want to play in that stadium. By the way, Lambeau, everybody would like to play in. Yeah. It's one of the few trips that this organization has ever made is to Lambeau Field. I've never been there. There's only two other places I haven't been yet if you take away like uh, L.A. Because L.A. right now they're in the middle of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't been to Carolina. We'll get a chance to go there this year most mm-hmm. likely. And Lambeau. Uh, I hadn't been to Dallas and we got there last year. So uh, I think outside of that, I think I've seen every stadium in the NFL, but that's kind of what I do. So, so in the same way fans do it, or we do it in the media, the players probably do a lot of the same stuff. Say, okay, where's the cold weather games, you know, and where are those important games and front loaded or back loaded? Let me give you a couple more statistics. I was looking through the the Jags schedule in the past and I'm, I was shocked by a couple of things. One, they normally start on the road. Mm -hmm. They, they normally do uh, for whatever reason. Uh, now, they have started at home a, a decent amount of times in the last decade or so. I think the last one was Green Bay uh, 2016 here at home. And the one that got me, and then somebody on Twitter said, hey, that makes a lot of sense, is they have finished on the road every year since the year 2000 except for two seasons, 2005 and 2011. And obviously the Jaguars haven't had a ton of success in the last – dozen years so that last game hasn't meant a whole lot Mm -hmm. which i would think as an organization i would like that game at home at the end of the year yeah so i'm not playing in somebody else's building and that game that might mean something could be for all the marbles against a division opponent usually you got it in your own backyard now the reason and somebody again brought up a good point because the tax slayer gator bowl that's usually played on new year's eve or right around new year's eve they've got another game Mm-hmm. Here, So it's tough for the schedule makers. Well, this is a year I looked up. The Gator Bowl is probably going to be uh, I don't even think they've announced an official date. But New Year's Day is on January 1st. On January 1st. <laughs> we know that, yeah. uh, which is a Wednesday. I think that gives them enough time to get the stadium flipped. So if they want to end the season this year, this year is a good year to do it where they could end the season at home likely against a division opponent, and then flip the stadium for the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. But I think it's a big disadvantage finishing the year on the road. And many of those times, as I look back through the years, they had two road games at the end of the year. It's so, a huge disadvantage. I remember back in 2010, we played in Indianapolis. You know, there, Indianapolis was, uh, yeah. I want to say, we had the same record going into that game. If we would have won it and if Tennessee would have got beat, 
we go to the playoffs. Yes. Uh, you guys were 8-5 that year to set yeah, the table, and you exactly. lost the last three. Thanks for bringing that back up. Yes. So, I blame uh, Jack Del Rio. He got fired. Oh, shots fired. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so playing Indianapolis in that kind of environment with the playoffs on the line, you know, they're pumping crowd noise in and everything like that. It's louder than usual. That's uh, a hard place to play. It's hard to win in the NFL regardless, but it's even harder to win on the road. Yeah, so I think I think that's where the schedule does match up. Now, here's what else we're going to do. Okay, this is this is the obligatory thing you do on sports radio and or on social media or on TV and social uh, this week. After the schedule comes out, we all say, okay, what are the Jags going to be? Mm-hmm. Win, loss, win, loss, 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 whatever, win. Well, we're going to do that probably tomorrow. Cool. And what I think people make the bad mistake of doing is last year meant absolutely nothing in the NFL. And you don't have to go much further than this football team right here in town to show that. Everybody, and I'll raise my hand, myself included, 10 wins, 11 wins last year coming off the AFC Championship game, momentum building, Blake Bortles playing good football, got a young team, a good nucleus on defense, one of the best defenses around. Oh, they're 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 upwardly mobile. They'll The worst comes to worst, they'll go 9-7. and seven. Well, look what happened last year, right? Mm-hmm. You can't predict it in the NFL. My, we know this because every year, if the 12 teams that make it, at least four, if not six, don't make the postseason the next year. It's the way the NFL is built. So be careful when you predict wins and losses later tonight and tomorrow and through the weekend based off just last year. Do I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do? Do I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw 50 touchdowns next year? I will say absolutely not. In is, fact, is this getting recorded right yeah, now? Do we have absolutely this? not. Okay. I will bet you – how much you want to bet they didn't throw 50 touchdown passes? He doesn't throw 50 touchdown passes? Yeah. How about 40? Mm, 40 mm. you can almost throw in your sleep now in the oh, NFL. Yeah? Is that a fact? Hey, Kirk Cousins had like 30 touchdowns last year. He also had Thielen and Diggs. We don't know if Tyreek Hill is coming back yet. I mean, Blake Bortles once threw 35 touchdowns here. Once again, I put out a number. Where are you standing? Well, you certainly got away from my 50 bet well, quickly. The 50's off the charts, Brent. Come on, man. It was off the charts. Yeah. I think he will take a step backwards. Yes. I think okay. Patrick Mahomes will take a step back. Uh, 40 touchdowns is a lot. I'll take that bet. Mm, I'll say okay. he doesn't throw 40 touchdowns. Okay. We're going to figure out what we're betting. Can't wait. We we bet a lot on this show, but we never pay we up. We never follow through, man. So we, I think we have to uh, start having like a fine jar or okay. something like that, or a Deal. betting jar. Deal. Uh, and then we all go to Vegas. Okay. Score. <laughs> Simple as that. Can we go for the all-eat wrestling double or nothing. Ah, very good segue that's, right that's there. Segue. This guy knows how to do it. Four months in the business and I'm crushing it. Yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. Up next, a little All Elite Wrestling talk. Get ready. No holds barred for Austin Lane. It's up next on ESPN 690. By the way, we want to get your schedules. Send them to us here on the show on Facebook, ESPN 690, on Twitter at Brent A.S. Jacks. What do you think the Jacks schedule will look like? How many primetime games? Give us uh, some thoughts from you, and we'll see what happens again. Released tonight at 8 o'clock, we'll share our schedules, what we think it will look like and then how many we get right, and then we'll make a bet, and we won't pay up like we normally do. Hey, Brent, if you have some errands to run for this next segment, by all means, go run those errands. I'll take it from here, man. All right. I got it under control. Austin Lane, solo. <laughs> well, Actually, with a couple of friends Yeah, from All Elite Wrestling. Next on ESPN 690. 
Nobody talks more wrestling in Jacksonville than Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane back, and uh, it's the Austin Lane segment. If you're watching on video, we've removed ourselves basically from the studio. Uh, we had to make room. About time. Stu- you could probably see the whiteboard if uh, Austin held the whiteboard up. I've now... I forgot to. Sorry. Hey, uh, I took over Kuz's job. I'm in the studio. You <laughs> How easy now. is it? Now, listen. Austin, you always say anybody could push these buttons yes. like Kuz does. I mean, this My is the easiest job can in America. stand behind there and push buttons. That is correct. So I'm about to find out. So if, if this goes over the air or not, I have no idea. Well, but I'm uh, in a spot. Well, Brent, if you want to feel like a man, go ahead and crack a beer and just relax because it's the easiest job in the world. Hey, let's set this up with, obviously, Tony Khan, Shad Khan, uh, ownership of the Jacksonville Jaguars, starting this new wrestling organization, All Elite Wrestling. We've heard about it. It's gotten really good reviews in the early going uh these are just small steps i think on the way to potentially something big i know you're a big fan of it austin so you introduce our guests but also give us a little bit of background on how well you think this organization has started off all elite wrestling uh well to set the background a little bit of all elite wrestling uh since day one when we started the show i brought it up because not only is it important you know for fans of, of the sport but it's also important for the city of jacksonville um Tony Khan has brought in some of the best people in wrestling. It's not only people that are great business people, but the wrestlers themselves. So they understand the business inside and out. And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit too here. But uh, we have special guests today. We have Adam Hangman Page. What's going on, man? And we have Allie in the corner over here. Hi, I'm Allie. How you doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good. Welcome to the show. So, hey, let's get right into it. You know, we're talking all elite wrestling here. You guys are new to the brand and everything. Just what does it mean? Because you guys have had successful careers so far in different organizations. But now you're with a, a team, you know, because you guys both have um, the same thing in common with, with the Bucks. Cody Rhodes, you guys know him too as well. But what does it mean um, to have the people running the show basically are being some of your friends, but also wrestlers themselves here. Right. Um, you know, I feel like that that my entire career has been the, the biggest disconnect mm-hmm. is that, you know, a lot of times people running the show are, are not wrestlers. They're not former wrestlers, and they don't, you know, understand wrestling in the way that um, a lot of us do, you know. And I feel like uh, the wrestlers themselves often know maybe what's best for them, what's best for their coworkers, what, you know, kind of have, have a better grasp on what this thing is and what works and what doesn't work. So to know that, you know... <laughs> My buddies, you know, are running this thing. Uh, I know it's in the literally the best hands possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, I was very inspired by um, the Bucks and just how um, everyone involved with the company has really bet on themselves and believed in themselves um, and started this, uh, you know, this amazing new company. Um, so it was, I was always inspired by them. To th- so now to actually be a part of the company is just yeah, it's very exciting. And we'll talk about Fight for the Fall on July 13th at the Daly's Place Amphitheater. Uh, there's a pre-sale code on beingtheelite.com or beingtheelite uh, series, I guess you would the call YouTube it. YouTube show. Yeah, the mm-hmm. YouTube show, correct. I already have my code put away, so I'm waiting for tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, kind of bring up that show a little bit. The whole landscape of wrestling has really changed in the past five years in general. I mean, Adam, I'm going to be honest, man. When you first debuted as the hangman, um, because I, I was watching you from, you know, from, from the get-go, and like you're kind of this quiet guy and everything like that. I didn't know what to think about you, and all of a sudden you start being featured on the Being the Elite uh, series and everything, and you start to show some personality and whatnot. Um, you, you started to come into your own, and especially, I mean, you were a meme for a little bit. Where's Hangman? You know, right, like that yeah. was a, that was a classic <laughs> thing. So, just how fun is it shooting those videos, and how much has it helped you in, in your career as a wrestler so far? Oh my God, I, you know what, I, I could not possibly overstate how important, you know, being the elite 
really it has been to my career. Um, and, and you're right. You know, I think that's the the take that a lot of people had on me early on in my career that, you know, oh, he's good. He's, you know, uh, he's a, a guy, whatever. Um, and, and I think that's maybe one of the downfalls of, of wrestling as it has has been the past 10 years is, you know, a lot of times you don't really get to know the people. You don't get to know their personalities, their characters. Um, you know, there's just not as much depth as there really has to be for someone to get really invested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what being the elite you know, became for me. Uh, and I went from being, you know, just one of the guys on the roster to being, uh, you know, one of the top guys on the roster. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what it did for me. And, uh, you know, not just for me personally, but, you know, I've seen what it has done for wrestling as a whole. Um, you know, when we started, uh, we started realizing that these shows we were performing at the, the storylines, the, the bits we were doing on the YouTube series were the most popular things like on the wrestling show and this is just a YouTube series shot on Nick's iPhone and, and you know, an iMovie. Yeah. And it was somehow, uh, you know, more popular than anything else we were doing. So we kind of realized um, we were on to something, you know, and that kind of led to, to All In and has now, you know, led to uh, All Elite Wrestling. And, Ali, you were featured, I think, on the last episode. Um, yes. you, you know, a special cameo with Joey Ryan, which I <laughs> yes. thought was fantastic. You actually, you have your own little series, too, uh-huh. as well, with uh, Rosemary. Yes. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? It's called... Masters of the Multiverse, I believe. Yes, correct? Masters of the Multiverse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I love the chemistry between you guys because you're so different. You know, yes. like she's obviously out there a little bit, and you're you're more like the like the wholesome character. It's kind of like me and Brent. You know, <laughs> we go back and forth. But which well, one's which? I think you know exactly which one's which, Brent. But uh, so can you talk about that a little bit yeah. as well? The chemistry you guys bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we do. We have a, a YouTube show called Masters of the Multiverse. Um, and uh, she's the demon, and I'm the bunny. <laughs> um, and much like what he was saying about being the elite. Um, it's kind of both given us an opportunity to explore our characters and um, connect with the audience. And um, I mean, now when we do signings and things like that, we have so many people that come up and they know the storylines. And some of our storylines are so complicated. And it's amazing to see people try to understand them and come up with theories and things like that. Um, but it definitely helps you develop your character and, and build that emotional connection with people. And can we still watch that then as well? Will that series keep on continuing? Even yes. with all the- That's fantastic. Yes, then. absolutely. That's great. Yep. Awesome. All right. So we're joined here with Ollie Wrestling, Adam, Hangman, Page, and Allie. We've got a couple more questions for you guys. I might have about 100 more questions for you guys. We'll <laughs> see how much time Brent gives me here. Uh, Adam, i got to ask you, man. Sure. What's more satisfying? Oh, boy. Having a nice meal at Cracker Barrel or actually using a Cracker Barrel as a weapon? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to say um, having a nice meal at Cracker Barrel. You know, Cracker Barrel has... Most people wouldn't think Cracker Barrel has a good steak, but they really do have a okay, good steak. Okay, yeah. I'm more of like a breakfast guy myself. Well, but steak, well you, you get say. the steak and eggs. It's, it's oh, okay. breakfast and dinner. It's the best okay. of both worlds. And you know, I got to say, at All In, I, I tried to use, I tried to use the barrel, but I. I think it got used against me. Uh, if <laughs> a, a little more. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, yeah. So I'm going to have to go with uh, having the meal there. Okay, fair enough. And, Allie, I'm not sure if you're a big Cracker Barrel fan. No. Uh, from what I know, you, you are vegan, which is that's very righteous, very awesome. Yes. So my question for you is, I mean, being on the road 24-7 and everything, um, I imagine so someone's diet, being a professional wrestler, can be hard, and especially being a vegan how hard is it to get, you know, like your meals and whatnot um, to try to maintain a diet? Um, it was hard at first. I won't lie. It was it was difficult at first. But now I've, you know, I've been vegan for a few years now and I've sort of um, got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And I can pretty much find a vegan option anywhere I go, even gas stations. I mean, if I need something quick, I can get almonds or cashews or anything like that. Um, and I actually uh, took Hangman over here to a vegan restaurant. We we just finished eating. And did you like it? That was, that was, my, that was my first uh, vegan restaurant. And... Um, 
thumbs up. Okay. You know, it, was, it was good. What did you have? Uh, I don't remember. It, it was like a, it was like a, a bowl of grass, I think. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, okay. There were leaves, uh, some quinoa. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I recently big. learned how to pronounce quinoa. So, Fair yeah, enough. that is yeah. how you pronounce it. So that's it. how yeah. I know what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Fair enough. Um, Allie, when you came in here, we talked about your match just got announced, actually, and it's with Brandy Rhodes, yes. a person you have a history with a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, how does it feel having your first match with the chief brand officer of Ollie Wrestling? Um, okay, well, I mean, first of all, I'm very, very excited. I'm so, so excited, um, and I'm just happy to have a match. I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. Um, now, is it a little bit intimidating? Just a bit. But I also feel like it's a good thing. I've wanted to step in the ring with Brandy for such a long time, and now it actually gets to happen. Uh, that all being said, I, I am curious. I don't know if you guys have watched the latest episode of uh, Road to Double or Nothing, but um, she made a phone call to somebody. And I don't know what that was about exactly. Um, so as excited I am, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious about it too. Okay, fair enough. And hey, man, your your match hasn't really been announced yet. No, it's yeah. still up in the air. But uh, let's get down to business, man. We're uh, Pac, right? Shows up out of nowhere, confronts you, and he does it in a way. Look, listen, man. I've lived in Florida for six years now. I've seen everything under the sun in Florida. I mean, it's <laughs> I a you have. it's a Florida thing, right? <laughs> but uh, for him to show up. With his trunks on and no shirt, and I get it, you have abs, show them off. But for him to show up with no shirt on and just his trunks, uh, that's crazy even by Florida standards. What do you think of Pac as an opponent? Are you taking him seriously? Um, he's definitely a, a well-known wrestler, obviously. Seems like he's kind of tapped into this more this dark persona, if you will. What are your thoughts about Pac? Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, Pac showed up in uh, what in wrestling we call full gear, which <laughs> is when you're, you're, you're full wrestling attire, to a press conference, uh, mind you. Um, so maybe maybe trying to play mind games, maybe just showing off abs, you know, I don't know. Um, and, you know, I'll just be honest with you, you know, I don't look like Pac. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to think I'm in okay shape maybe, but, man, I don't look like Pac. Um, and, you know, we're counting down the days until double or nothing. Uh, so, you know, I got I to gotta get into shape. Um, but but on a more serious side, you know, um, Pac showed up and acted as if the press conference, the room, the the, the, the um, event itself were his, you know, and, and – all Elite Wrestling has been something that I've been anticipating, been building up to, uh, had been looking forward to announcing, you know what I mean, for for a very long time, and to kind of have that that moment taken away from me, uh, you know, it meant a lot to me. Um, so I think, you know, maybe I have a lot to prove against Pac, but, uh, you know, I, he hasn't wrestled in America in, in quite a minute, so mm-hmm. I think maybe he has something to prove as well. And a little follow-up question. So you said that you're getting in shape. What are you doing to get in full gear shape because oh. I mean you're I guess you're eating grass which is great it yes. sounds, sounds great you're yes. eating que- quinoa, quinoa I think if I pronounce it for, uh, but what else <laughs> you, you doing I thought, great thank you yeah. but, but what else are you doing to get in shape Oh man, full you know, gear shape. Full gear shape. <laughs> full gear you know, shape. I'm doing two a days. Okay. You know, I'm breaking up the cardio and the weights. You know, two a days, six days a week. Yeah. You know, if, if day seven I feel like I can get in there and do a little something else, I'll do it. Um, and diet has been very restrictive. My my sister actually, she's um, really big into dieting, and she sent me a recipe for like uh, some kind of like chicken soup or whatever. Mm-hmm. I ate chicken soup every day for like three weeks in a row. It is good for the soul, they say. It is very good for the soul. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. After that long, I don't, I don't know if I can do the soup anymore. I'm going to have to switch to something else. Fair enough. Brent, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm excluding hey, you over here. No, do you have yeah, any questions, listen, man? I'm, listen, you guys are doing a fantastic job, but we have a ton of comments uh, jumping in here on on the video portion. Let's some, yeah. And so some interaction here. Uh, Mr. Pico Boulevard wants to know, meet and greet before the AEW show in Jacksonville. 
Will it happen? Do we know that yet? Oh, you know, I don't know that anything has been announced. Um, I and I don't want to jump the gun and tell you something that's wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I would get the feeling that something like that would be would be set so. So a little stay tuned. Yeah, a little stay tuned uh, on, on that, that one. one. All right. He also says Lane versus Page. What you think, Austin? We're all good, man. My schedule's full right now, sir. So I'm, <laughs> I'm doing your thing, man. I, you know, I don't have an opponent for the show here in Jacksonville. Oh, there so, you go. You know, let me know how that schedule looks in July. All right. I don't know, dude. This dude's eating wheatgrass and this guy's eating quinoa over here. Like, Brent, Brent, I have like four soft shell tacos. Loaded with sour cream underneath the table right now. I hope you can see the table. <laughs> there are some tacos yeah, right there. So that's what he does. Every I'm not day. in fighting shape right now. I feel like. <laughs> but by the way, okay. So let me ask you a serious question. What you guys do is super athletic. Um, I, I think there are so many secrets to it. Well, what Austin does now is too. He's a an MMA fighter, and I know they they're not the same arena. I get it. You're in a ring in a cage, but it's not. It's totally different thing. Uh, what do you think would be an easier one to adapt to? For you two, uh, could you adapt to being an MMA fighter, uh, or Austin? Could you adapt to being a wrestler? I'm gonna say this: the beauty with MMA, and Brent, I said this uh, before, coming from football to MMA, is as far as the training is concerned. You know, especially if I'm like in a fight camp. I mean, I'll train hard, and, and I'm gonna spar hard for maybe once or twice a week at the very most. Um, then we do some jujitsu, we do some lighter stuff, we're doing some weight training. And I've never wrestled personally. I've never gotten the squared circle per se, but I know that you guys put on shows throughout the world, you know, 24-7. And I can only imagine the type of toll that it takes in your body. Like, I'm, I'm 31 years old right now. I went to the YMCA yesterday, and I got a little cocky doing some squats. And, and I felt – I'm still feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I think from my perspective, going talking about your perspective, I think the toll on your body is greater with what you guys do. Oh, man. You know um – you might be right. You might be right in terms of, you know, the frequency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, for, for MMA guys. I mean, I'm sure like this sparring and things like that take a toll, but then you have, you know, your fights are a little bit further apart, maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe that does help, uh, long term. But man, I got to tell you, you guys <laughs> just in there beating the crap out of each other, man. That's, that's tough. Um, you know, I don't want to be over to confident and say I could, I could make the jump very well. Um, I, I think uh, with maybe a bad memory, I, I'd forget the rules a little bit, throw a chair in there, and probably get myself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> hey, good stuff. Allie, uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Women in wrestling has been a thing for a while. Right. Uh, it, it's not new, but it does seem like the star power can be higher than it's ever been. Uh, how? What's your view on women in wrestling right now? And and why it's grown, why there's the ability to gain star power like the guys have been able to over the last however many decades. Um, well, I feel, I mean, when I first started, um, I started back in 2004, um, the landscape was a little bit different. Um, and to see it grow to what it is now um, and to, to sort of have a small part in that um, has been really, really cool for me. Um, I think that there's a demand for women's wrestling, and I think there has been for a long time, and I think now fans are a lot more vocal about it. Um, and I think that's the beauty of listening to the fans. They'll tell you what they want, um, and it's been very cool to see them demand women's wrestling because women are just as capable as the men and um i mean i think that we've proven that over the last couple of years for sure yeah absolutely uh, if you don't mind we're gonna take a phone call right now and i have no idea what to expect oh, here. Wow. Oh, here but, uh, oh, oscar's been hanging on the line for like 15 minutes so excited about it we're gonna bring him in oscar what's happening nothing much man i'm just uh i'm just a big a big wrestling fan big jaguar fan and i've seen both sides kind of come together 
the ownership and everything, man, it's pretty excited. But just uh, or I'm not gonna be able to make it a double or nothing. But man, you better believe I'm gonna be the first one to buy tickets for uh, fight for your fallen, fight for the fallen. Yay! Oh, sweet awesome. Oscar. Make sure you get that yeah, code, man. It's on the last episode of Being the Elite. I yeah. can't. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Apparently, can't get it out of rare. You gotta write it yeah, down and, and have it ready for tomorrow morning. Nine a.m. Yeah, and already already screenshot. I sent it to all my friends, man. We're ready. <laughs> We're excited, man. Awesome. Sweet man. Well, hopefully, we'll see you there. Oh yeah, I have just just a, one simple question. Uh, besides uh, Pot, um, Adam, uh, what wrestlers are you uh, looking forward to to get into the ring with? Oh man, you know, um, I guess my my closer friends. Um, I've had, you know, I've had time to, to to work with them, work against them, whatever in the past you know year or two. Um, but man, it's it's a little refreshing to have some new faces around. Uh, somebody like Sema, you know, from Dragon Gate. Uh, having him around, you know, that's somebody that that man I've heard so much about and I've seen so much about, but I've never I've never even met him until now. So uh, you know, somebody like that getting in the ring with somebody like that would be uh, would be cool. All right, thanks, Oscar, for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, I've got one more for you too. Daly's Place, the amphitheater. I'm sure you've now scouted that out. You've seen it. I'm kind of trying to rack my brain and see what that will look like and be like. You guys are in different uh, arenas, and how do you think that will set up? Um, I mean, we saw it today, and I don't know about you, but didn't you get like a like a buzz from just even being in there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I got like super excited just right. walking it's a cool in. Spot. It's very cool. It reminds me a little bit of um, the amphitheater in Toronto. So I got really kind of jazzed up when I walked in there. Right. Yeah. I think I feel like the ring is probably going to be down, you know, in the pit more so than mm-hmm. than on the stage. So it's even. I mean, you know, it fits a lot of people, but um, it, it feels more intimate for just how close it will be. Um, and if the ring is down there like in the pit you know it's going to be super intimate yeah very good uh i how about a broad question for our casual wrestling fans and i think we're going to hear a lot more about wrestling because again i mean the jaguars are involved with this we, this is at least for now feels headquartered out of jacksonville uh with what tony khan's doing obviously shot khan is doing uh, what from from a novice point of view not not an expert we have a lot of experts that will listen in and and, and are into all the matches why is this so appealing to you guys as wrestlers? What what's the main draw to someone coming in with a with a rival organization, if you will, and so many big names already jumping on board? Right. Well, you know, wrestling for the past twenty years or so has really been dominated by just one force. You know, if, if you wanted to make a living as a wrestler, uh, with, with you know just a handful of exceptions, you had to work there. That was it. Um, and you had to do things their way, whatever. Um, and and for me, you know, as as a wrestler, um, you know, this is exciting because this is another place to work. This is another place that that my friends, uh, you know, can make a living. This is uh, another option. If if you don't like this, you can go somewhere else. If someone else doesn't like where they're at, they can come here. You know, there's there's another option. So that's great for wrestlers, um, and it's great for fans. You know, to to have the option, you know, to watch one or watch the other or watch them both and compare, you contrast, whatever. Um, and and I feel like that, you know, that um, inherent competition and rivalry uh, for your attention. You know, we'll we'll just breed a better wrestling product and get more people uh, interested and invested in wrestling as a whole. Yeah, Ali, uh, this is worldwide too, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think people understand the scope of it sometimes. Uh, from Japan to obviously here in the states to all over the place. W- when did it hit you that how big it is, just wrestling in general? 
Uh, oh my, just like just wrestling in general, how big it, I mean, oh my God. When well, did you feel it? <sighs> I think I felt it when I, well, when I got the call that I was going to be part of this company. I mean, I was, it was, I've, I've said this a couple of times, it literally like knocked me out of my socks. I was so um, happy because I wanted to be here. And, you know, he was saying, you know, as wrestlers, like we're, um, we're creators and this is our art and to be able to express our art the way that we want to in a company that believes in us um, is just, it's such a wonderful thing. And um, I think we're both just really excited to, um, to be here and to be able to do that. And I want to ask you a question quick. You've taken a road that's uh, less traveled, let's say, for a wrestler. You know, I mean, you kind of got in the game a little late. You're a former teacher, and now, uh, you know, you're here at All Eight Wrestling. It's, it's been noted that you've turned down some other offers from other places. One of them might have kidnapped you a little bit. We don't have to get into that, though. Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, just what does it mean to be with All Eight Wrestling now from the journey where you have came from? Can you just kind of talk about that a little bit, what you had to overcome and things like that? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been uh, it's been pretty nuts, you know, especially the past three years have been pretty nuts mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, from taking these like little weekend bookings and, you know, wrestling in armories in front of 10 people to to, you know, now being uh, a founding member of, you know, what I know will change wrestling for for the rest of history. Uh, that's a that's a heck of a jump, you know, in just yeah. a few little years. Um, so, you know what, I'm. uh I don't want to say I'm humbled because I, I've worked for it, um, and I'm very proud to be part of it. Um, and I, I hope that at the end of the day, you know, whenever that is for me, that I can say that I put more into this than I took away from it. And how rewarding is it, too, because the whole hangman thing, I mean, you, you had to come up with that kind of on the spot, you know? Yeah, pretty and quickly. It's, and and, and it's, been a, it, it's been an evolution ever since, you know, and it's a, it's a pretty cool spot right now. Um, just how proud are of you are that yeah are you of the the, the hangman thing and everything like that just from how far it's come so far right yeah man just and you've had to (laughs) kind of change things up a little bit right yeah um yeah essentially i got a phone call that uh hey we're gonna have you join this group you're going to tour japan uh blah 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 whatever Mm -hmm. you know it happens in three weeks or whatever uh (laughs) short notice yeah you know and, and so you know you had to to come up with stuff and had to do it quick and uh, you know, I've adjusted and changed over time, and that you know, Hangman's just become like that's my first name now. Honestly, that's mm-hmm. kind of all it is at this point. That's my first name. That's what, what people call me, you know. And Allie, with you, so um, you you come across as like this pleasant person, but <laughs> you also kind of have a dark side, <laughs> as we've seen, you know, in in your form organizations. Yes. Um, so much to the fact where when my son was watching with me and we're watching you, uh, you scared the crap out of him oh, no. a, 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 a couple times oh, when no. you became the demon bunny. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. so we, we had to turn off the TV. But um, I, I guess my Could question to you. Sleepless nights that way. You know? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my question to you is going forward. I mean, uh, is that still there? Is that something you're going to tap into possibly down the line or is, is that kind of put away for right now? I mean, look, never say never. Okay. okay? The demon bunny could make an appearance. Yes. I'm not going to say no to that. Okay. Um, but right now, uh, I'm very happy as Bubbly Alley, and okay. back to my normal self. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> then, I, then I'll bring my son, son, son to the shows then. Yes, Sounds please, like a plan. <laughs> please do. I'll make sure to give him a big hug so he's not scared. Fair enough. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, as we wrap up here, Alley, if you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing? Oh, my gosh. I'd probably be in a punk rock band. <laughs> Respect. I like it. <laughs> All right, Adam, uh, if you could play for if the Jaguars were to sign you today, what position would you play? Uh, quarterback. 
It's it's one of the only ones I know, to be honest. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> We've been talking all day about how we didn't know much about football. And uh, how nervous we were that you guys were going to ask us football Oh, no. Question. You're all good. <laughs> away from that, so you steered clear of that. That's good. But you got to become Jaguars fans, right? I think oh. so. Yes. I think so. I, just, I was just saying I need to learn and I need to, you know, brush up on my football everything. No there problem. Adam, I have one more question for you, man, Superman. because so, some of my best friends are hardcore uh, wrestling fans, even more than I am. And they were going to kill me if I didn't ask you this question. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. So I'm, I'm going to be careful how I phrase last. it. I have no idea what this means. I said it's a last. Get that button ready, Brent, just in case. No. <laughs> uh, so you put out a tweet involving a farmhouse that your family moved into. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you did some digging. Uh, it wasn't digging, man. They actually brought it to me. They're like, you got to ask about this because we're curious. Can you mention anything about it or is that something you can't talk about? Oh, man. Um you know, long story short, my uh, my parents, they um, inherited this farmhouse, mm -hmm. um, and they found a human skull in <gasps> it. Uh, the, I really... there's You didn't know this? There, there's, no! a, there's a whole thing. I... I really, I, I really I know can't, you can't, I I can't know. say anything else about it. It was a, a whole thing. Um, I mean... Yeah, this is a whole thing. Okay, I've been with you all day, that. and you didn't tell me about this. Well, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't like urgent. This has been okay, this has been a while. Yeah, this right. was like three or four years fine, ago, fine. or something. No, it's, been, it's just been a few months. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. so it, I was supposed to ask you that. By so, the way, is this like uh, a future book, happy. future movie? Uh, you know, it could be. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Starring the, that into the Bunny. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, uh, Adam and Allie from All Elite Wrestling, thanks for stopping by. Good luck. We'll see you in July. July 13th, of course, it's coming up. Fight for the Fallen right here at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. Uh, Pre-sale tickets, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, and tickets to the general public Friday at 9 a.m. Good luck, guys. Cool, thank, thank you. Thank you. We'll be back on ESPN 690. What a day for you, Austin Lane. Skates at the rink, little Iceman action. I'll tell you what, man, this was a full day today. This was uh, uh, probably the best day in Maine I've ever had so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, like, Tony Khan probably shouldn't hire you away because we'd like you to stay. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if he would have another employee as geeked up about this <laughs> as you would. Be. I was so excited, man. So maybe you should man. be a promoter or something. I don't know, maybe. Um, like, you could that, be one that of those promoters just, I mean, like, that actually has a role, though. Like, you yeah. could fit the part. Well, and you know, and when we had that interview, because and you took, you gave me the advice, and it's great advice. Where when I talk MMA, um, sometimes I have to remember I'm talking to maybe a casual fan that doesn't get that, you know, that doesn't get the sport that much. Well, you know, when we have Hangman and Alley in there, I can't help it. I mean, I I'm curious myself, so I have to ask him the the real wrestling questions. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I had to get in depth into it, and that was a blast. You know, I mean, Hangman, you know, is a guy I grew up watching for the past three or four years, and uh. I know maybe the casual fan, he's not a guy that people have heard of, maybe like a Chris Jericho or a Kenny Omega, but um, Hangman's going to be right up there with him, uh, I guarantee it. And, and Allie's cool, too. Allie's been doing her thing um, you know, with, with Impact Wrestling before, so it was uh, it was cool to meet them. Uh, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I think this is a big thing. I, I, here's the deal. Here's what will happen in, in our world, in our sports world. You'll get these people that love wrestling, and I think there are a lot of people that appreciate that will talk wrestling from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a, not many other sports shows in Jacksonville, and I don't know how many across the country, but definitely in Jacksonville that will spend time talking wrestling. I've told you this before. Wrestling is big. Wrestling's about to have like a billion-dollar deal on Friday nights on Fox. Tony Khan, Shad Khan have started a wrestling entity that – 
I think they're in talks with TBS and TNT to get on there. So th- it's it's big, whether you like it or not. Now, whether you say it's a reality show or whether you say it's a scoreboard sport or however you want to approach that, the bottom line is big. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know it and watch it like you watch it, but I know a lot of people do. So I have no problem talking about it. I think there are a lot of people out there that want to hear it. And I also feel like sometimes then there's the people like me that probably – are on the periphery of it that enjoy something like that for 15, 20 minutes and just trying to learn about it a little bit. And why is I always ask the question, why is it still so big across generations? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and now I'm really intrigued at what the cons are doing to bring this rival, uh, organization in against the WWE. And and I think, uh, Hangman said it the best. I mean, he 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 commented about it. He said, you imagine just being one place you could work for, Mm -hmm. like, uh, imagine if there's just one radio station, <laughs> one team, you know, yeah. they can control a lot. They can monopolize a lot of things. And I think we'll see some of that stuff play out with what the cons are trying to do with all elite wrestling. And it says a lot. And I wasn't going to talk about this with Hangman in person, just because I'm sure you can't really give a lot of detail of, of other things. But Hangman got an opportunity to go wrestle for supposedly the big show. WWE, you know, he had the opportunity to do that. And some of his friends that actually the, the guy that gave him the, Hangman name is is it with with Vince McMahon right now, uh, and Hangman turned it down. You know he he turned down that offer, and I think that speaks volumes in how much he believes in all elite wrestling. I think how big all elite wrestling is and just the potential and the power that it has. We have Brian Dawkins, Willie Taggart coming up. We'll get back to sports right now a little bit. Uh, we do have the schedule conversation. Uh, we want to get your thoughts on the schedule. What do you think? Primetime games? What do you think the schedule will look like? We'll share ours and see if we can uh, <laughs> figure it out along the way. We'll give up, uh, give away some Monster Jam tickets uh, to the big event, the finals in Orlando coming up in May uh, here on the show too. And balling and falling, stay in your lane, all that good stuff. But I want to get to this because we don't talk a ton of hockey. We've talked to Iceman and they're in the playoffs tomorrow night, Friday night. But uh, how about the collapse by the lightning? I mean, yeah. just from a I mean, sports standpoint, this yeah. is – I mean, it's re- somebody brought up a good one today on Twitter, I think. Uh, 1990 Oakland Athletics, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, a bunch of other – they were super talented. Cincinnati Reds beat them. It felt like that. It feels like one of the – it was UMBC beating Virginia. Virginia number one seed, UMBC. But that's a one-time thing. You have to win – now, like the World Series wasn't just a mm-hmm. one-time thing. you got to win four games. So that's what equ- – this equates more to that. But not only that, they got swept – Four to nothing. They were up three to nothing in the first game. What an epic collapse. And I tweeted this last night, and this was not a knock on hockey. It really wasn't. Mm -hmm. It's just reality. If this was the NFL, if it was the NBA, if it was even Major League Baseball, I think we would talk about it like crazy today. I think it will be kind of a footnote, somewhat forgotten, at least in American sports, because it is hockey. Hockey just doesn't grab the attention of everybody. Uh, in the 24-hour news cycle, we, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it'll be on ESPN. We'll mm-hmm. mention it from time to time. Sure, some cities absolutely love it. I understand we're in Florida. Uh, but in Tampa Bay, they love it. I mean, that's a huge topic over there today. But I'm talking about this was the Golden State Warriors losing to the Clippers <laughs> yeah. four to nothing. That ain't happening in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it happened yesterday in the NHL. Do you know why it's not happening in the NBA? Because the leaders for the the Warriors would pull through. Um, 
you could break down the Tampa Bay Lightning a few different ways and say why they haven't had success. In my opinion, it stems directly from from the captain's spot, and that's Steven Stamkos. I remember for like the past maybe decade, writers, fans, analysts have were all over Alexander Ovechkin for not winning the big one. You know, he was considered the best NHL player for a long time, and he couldn't get over that hump and win a Stanley Cup. Stamkos might be starting to enter that territory. It seems that whenever the playoffs come around, and Stamkos is a, is a great player, don't get me wrong. Regular season, he did fantastic. But when all of a sudden the playoffs come around, for whatever reason, Stamkos just goes missing. And um, that's been the trend. And if your captain, if the, if the guy that, that's wearing that C, if he can't perform and lead that team, and don't get me wrong, sometimes, especially in the sport of hockey, people have to understand, sometimes the guy that wears the C isn't the best hockey player. Maybe he's not the highest goal, goal scorer. Maybe he's not, um, you know, the guy that has all the assists. Maybe he's there for a leadership perspective. But even from that standpoint, the Lightning didn't have any of that. And that's more evident than going 0-4 against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who just barely squeaked in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, and and, now, and again, I don't even know if this is as much about Tampa, which, by the way, has become an unbelievable hockey town, which has become, I said it two weeks ago, the most relevant, best franchise in the state of Florida from a professional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Look at what they've done with their success compared to everybody else. I mean, you look at it, they're the last ones to win a championship. Or, yeah. And But not only that, like, listen, the Jags peaked two years ago. They had a great – but if you look at the last decade, it hasn't been pretty. Nobody even knows the Florida Panthers exist. Miami Marlins have won a World Series this century, but outside of that, that have done absolutely nothing other than trade away every star they have. The Tampa Bay Rays are had a nice season last year, not a great season, 90 wins, still to make the postseason, off to a fantastic start this year. But they're hardly relevant in their own town in a terrible stadium. The Orlando Magic haven't done anything until this year. Finally, we can talk about them. They're in the postseason. So from a profession, and, and we know with the Dolphins and the Heat, obviously were relevant with LeBron James. Dwayne Wade has kept them somewhat relevant. But when they had LeBron James and Bosh and, and Wade and won championships, that was obviously a big time. But even that, that's more than a decade ago now. Right? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. God, do I feel old. Was that was that like 06-ish? Coos? Is that too long uh, ago? When did when did the Heat with LeBron win? That couldn't have been that long ago, actually. It could have been 06. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 2011 was the last one that they won. They won in 2011. Okay. So, actually, in fairness. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2013. 2013. Oh, shoot. Then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I think from this decade standpoint, yeah. then you've got to put the Heat probably even ahead of the lightning because Wade has, yeah, has brought them relevance. The NBA has been on the rise. Uh, so from uh, that's an oversight on my part, mm-hmm. uh, they, the light, but the light, you get my point, right? Yeah, it's probably yeah. comes down to the heat and the lightning in the state of Florida. And we didn't even talk about the, the heat won how many championships and we didn't even, they weren't even discussion. So that says what the heat are doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, it, it, to me, to get a franchise like that, you know, if the Florida Panthers did this, I'd be like a blip. But the Lightning just won a regular season and set records in the regular season with how many games they won, how many points they scored, and then they go get swept out. I mean, it's really a, a colossal, epic collapse. Uh, and 
you know, kudos to them. They even admitted it on Twitter. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> tweeted like, uh, you know, hey, we feel terrible too, just like all of our fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for the ride. Put them in a tough spot. But and I will say this: it can happen in the NHL. Probably more likely in the NHL if something like this happens than any other sport. The reason being, the goalie. If you get a goalie that gets hot, you don't even have to have a great team. That goalie that gets hot and the proverbial stand on the head and and does that, and he can carry it through a a series, four games, five games, six, he might get hot for two or three weeks. You can do that if you have a superior goalie. And sometimes he's not even a great goalie all year long, but you're able to uh, get through it. And So hockey, I think, brings itself to that because of the goalie. It's different than a pitcher. Pitcher and a goalie are about the same. Mm Mm-hmm. The only problem with the pitcher is he can't throw five days in a row. So even yeah, in a that, series, that's what I was gonna bring he's up. only going to throw three games mm-hmm. at most, and that's on short rest. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the same. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, when the Capitals were expected to be Stanley Cup champions for all those years, they had great goaltending as well, and um, for whatever reason, they couldn't put it together. Obviously, this last season, they finally did. Hockey's a weird sport because we talked about it. The, the Lightning had... They won the President's Cup, and they tied the Red Wings for the best record ever in a regular season. And now we're talking about them being, you know, swept out of the playoffs in four games. It's just, it's funny to predict. It's funny to analyze. It's just, it's a crazy sport. Yeah, it really is. And by the way, like Seattle, like other, ESPN had a great graphic. You see it yesterday where they put all these regular season fantastic performances, and they all resulted in no titles. Yeah. I mean, you have teams that are built for the regular season. And some that just aren't built for the postseason. That does happen in sports. Hey, this could have been the ball and fallen segment, but we'll do that coming up next on ESPN 690. What uh, does the whiteboard say? I was just thanking Hangman and Allie for stopping by to visit. Did you get autographs? No, I don't need autographs. You got a picture. I did get a picture, yeah. Which I, I really didn't need anyways. I mean, I had the conversation. That's all I needed. We don't have to do it. July 13th is it's a Saturday night. That is correct. What if there's some kind of pre-show type thing we do on the Friday before? We'll have to think about it. You know what we should have done? We should have started like a wall of signatures, like in the in the oh, studio there. Yeah. So we just start getting them to sign the wall, which I'm sure corporate would love. But you know, like maybe the wall right behind you guys. We just have people start well, writing well, their no. names on. Well, we you, have to be careful because we can't even hang up jerseys in here on in this wall. So well, you bring up a well, good that's point, because though. of the that's because of the padding. I love when we have like. Uh, our own production meetings and critical meetings right here on the <laughs> air. I love show. it. Yep. Uh, but that's a really good idea. Uh, late, a couple months late, but it's still okay. We're gonna be, <laughs> hey, hey, we're going to be here for years. If anything, yep. I'm good for a good idea a couple months late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, what we have to do, to your point, uh, see, we do this on Jaguars All Access at, when we have the oh, show right. on Monday nights is we get like a Jags helmet cool. and everybody who comes on signs it and then we can auction it off for charity or something like that. We did it last year uh, for the Dream 18, which was kind of cool. So um, we have to find something like we don't have to do the wall. We don't have to wreck the prop. What we have to do is find something so someday we can auction it off yeah. or keep it or we could even do two. I know that would probably be a little pain, but one we auction off, one we keep for safe keepings. We do it year by year. Even if it was oh. just like an ESPN 690 sign. Yeah, even a sign. sign it, yeah, know? that's good. Yeah. And now thinking about it, too, we probably should have had him say, like, hey, you're, you're listening to ESPN uh-huh. 690. Yep, missed yeah. it. That's Kuz's yeah. job. We missed that, too. Kuz, what the heck, man? Hey, I will There was come, a lot going re- on, though, in here. To be fair, I'll remember this in about a month or two and be like, oh, we should have done that. Cool. This, this was – there was a lot going on. You and Nick were playing fanboy. 
I was trying to answer phone calls and not be too loud because the microphone's on. I mean, I got kicked out of my chair. Brent, did you, did you want to talk wrestling for 30 minutes? No. I, okay, I mean, man. I thought I did it pretty well. No, for dude, you, you actually crushed it, man. I, I was I was worried. I was definitely worried. You're going to embarrass me. They're never going to come back on the show because they felt threatened, but you did a great job, Brent. Uh, all great right, job. so we have to come up. Maybe it's like the, the new shirts that we had made, which we haven't revealed to everybody just yet. No, did you well, send a picture of the shirt? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> he yeah. put it out on he put the it stream. Out there. Okay. He put it on Twitter. You know, we right. should, we, we, here's what we do. We make a piece of paper, a checklist of... Before you leave, if you are a celebrity, have you done this? Boom, 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 boom. And we just put it on the door, and we're like, you're not allowed to open this door until this is checked out. That's yep. good. I yeah. like Hold them hostage. All right. We'll do that. We, we can certainly we'll do that. Let the piece of paper you got do your here. job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Once you got them in here, it's easy. Um, all right. Let's do a little balling and falling. What you got here on a Wednesday? All right. I'll tell you what. Balling was not Kuz's camera skills, but today when I was I skating. I still don't think you guys are not giving Kuz enough credit. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, and thank God he's out of the room, so it doesn't even matter. You right realize, now. like, the editing he did there was. <laughs> oh, no, he's Kuz. back. Hey, Kuz, how did I thought you know he walked how to out. edit like that? How do you. I mean, did you. Do I've you done have, a lot of video editing in my day. I graduated with like those were video not, production. I mean, I don't know if those were spot on, but they were pretty darn close. It, like, they weren't jump cuts. Those were continuity edits, yeah. as we like to call Would them. Would it make you feel better if I told you I did that all on my phone? Well, no, I do that on. I mean, oh, okay. now you can do it on the phone. You got iMovie and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's so you, what I did it on. You can certainly do it on the phone. That's easy. So no, you do not impress me doing All it on right, the phone. That's fair. But you did impress me. I mean, that no, that was good and, editing. And listen, I don't give Kuz a lot of compliments. I just don't do it. It's just not my nature. But um, the fact that he, he showed up after a hard workout. Showed up to the ice rink and got that footage. I appreciate it. And I think I think he did a magnificent job. It was a leg day, job. too. I was real nervous. I was going to have to yeah. get on that ice. So I, I was like, my like, legs couldn't handle he that. He did a great job. I just like that you guys were out there working a little overtime. Trying to, trying we're, to, we're trying trying to promote. Stuff. We're trying to market, I, man. I'm really in, that, that was not manufactured. You we're guys came up market. with that. So what's the deal, actually, with you? If you haven't seen the video of Austin skating, which uh, it's got plenty of views, the guy can skate. Uh, this guy is a good athlete. I will say this. He's a good athlete. Thanks, Brad. Uh, MMA. Football was an AAU basketball guy with some good players. Yeah. Played hockey, can skate. Snowboarding all day. Snowboarding oh, all yeah. day. I'll tell you what, he doesn't play golf. We're going to get out. We're going you know, <laughs> oh, no. to take two listeners out and yeah. play golf. Yeah. I mean, unless Kuz wants to come too, but yeah. uh, but we're going to do that. Oh, and we're going to play 18 holes. Brent. But no, I'm just you nine can holes. Swing. No, no, we're playing 18. You got to do the real thing. <sighs> but we, he can swing a golf club. For yeah. Yeah. He doesn't swing a golf club. But he I, can swing a golf but club. But I feel like of all those things that you just mentioned that I'm pretty good at, I'm going to get out there on the golf course to be like, oh, well, yeah. It would be, that I think makes it would sense. be a it close race out. between you and me in score. Well, if now we did, we're talking. If we did 18, that would be a wager. Like between you and me. Because I've, I've played a decent amount, but not enough to be even remotely good. Yeah, so. but I don't play, so you should I mean, have the I, advantage. The last time I played was like last year. So yeah. I play like once a year, maybe. There's okay. a difference. Like, like you don't play, but you're an athlete. Say Who's it. plays, Say the but he's not word, an Brent. athlete. Tell him, tell him the A word. Yep. There we go. I <laughs> think right. it'd be a good one. We place bets. We see who can win. It'll be like Sounds Tiger. Like Mick, it'll be like Tiger Mitchell said. We'll stream the whole thing. Everyone will be really disappointed at the end. Let's do it, Brent. I, I said we do that. I love it. <laughs> Who's Lane Showdown on the, on the links? $10 million will not be on the line. No, it, no. Might, be, it might be $10, yeah. and they won some side prop bets. By It'll way, be 50 could, cents. After you guys play golf, we probably could start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> For some lessons, yes, please. Uh, that, you right. know, we do have to do that. We have to get a jar in here or keep an account with 
like the bet money. We're not obviously paying these bets. Well, so I owe somebody to, lunch. I know. No, I know. But so we just throw five bucks. Whoever mm-hmm. loses, it's five bucks in, five bucks, and we donate it to charity at the end of the year. See, we're starting. Oh, we're that's even a lot of stuff. I like uh, that. So we'll have to maybe do that. All right, cool. Ball All right, so fall. let's get the ball in. Uh, Brent, toughness isn't necessarily the first adjective that comes to mind when describing soccer players. Nope. There's, uh, there's, floppers. There's other. Okay, well that's a little aggressive, but there's there's other words basically. However, Brent, soccer fans or football fans, as they call it overseas, that's kind of a different story. Matt Richardson, a fan of Leeds United, was supporting his team when they scored a goal. During the celebration, Matt jumped up and down, slipped, and broke his ankle in two. Much to the dismay of the softball bulging from the side of his foot due to the swelling and the fact that literally his foot was at a 90-degree angle, Matt stuck out the entire second half to cheer his team on, despite what the medical people and uh, the, the stadium security told him. Matt finished the whole game with a broken foot and a broken ankle. Uh, props to Matt Richardson. You, sir, are one tough SOB. How about that? Uh, How crazy is that? That's pretty good. Have you seen the picture of it? No, I didn't. Oh. Nasty. Like when I said 90 degrees, I'm not exaggerating. Like Gordon Haywood? Nine, yes, 90 degrees. <sighs> Why is that happening to everybody? I don't know. Well, how does that happen in a soccer game? Just jumping up and down? Excuse well, me? Well, I'll tell you what. The one cool thing, uh, I will, uh, I'm not a soccer aficionado. I, I really am not. I, listen, I tell you what I am. and not, I don't <laughs> mind it, uh, but I don't know it great, and uh, I know a lot of people love it, including this guy right here, Action Sports Jackson or Weber. But I will say, going over to London, watching a game at Fulham, you know, watching, those, watching re- real and not to say people in the States aren't, but, I mean, watching real soccer fans in the masses, I mean, that doesn't actually surprise me. <laughs> you, you get it, <laughs> it doesn't right? surprise well, I mean, you understand it. I mean, they absolutely – it's hard to explain. You almost have to experience it. It really is of, one of those deals. One of my favorite stories ever in sports, and I, I forget the countries, forgive me, but uh, these two countries, they, they were at war, and they actually played each other in an expedition soccer match, and they literally – and they're they're in war. They literally stopped the war so that everybody could watch the soccer game. Like they called off like the war. How how insane is that? Like that never happened in you know any other sport yeah. in, in the world. It's, nice, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I heard the word soccer and uh, and had to you he came running. Stuart in Weber, here. welcome us. Yes, uh, hello. Yes. Balling and falling is what we're on right now. Yeah. Um, my balling is for the judge. Apparently, this just came out. Aaron? Judge, nope, not Aaron. Oh. I never have him as ball. I kind of like Aaron Judge. It's hard not to like him. But uh, um, the judge that just denied the release of the video uh, of Robert a, Kraft. Thank you. Thank My you, gosh. sir. Thanks for We're doing us all a favor. I tweeted. I said, don't act like none of you are going to look at this video. Kuz always repping us to the fullest. Uh, hey, I mean, I'm being honest. Appropriately, yeah. that's balling. But, oh, uh, no. I, I just am so. Do we really need to He's see this come video? Up with some really big loose balls, and he just did it again. <laughs> do we really need to see this video? No. I mean, what is the? I mean, I don't get it. Like, why would why would they release that video? Is this like? Is this? Hey, I a get this is a serious thing. No, no, this is a serious thing. The sex trafficking yes. is a serious thing. So yeah. I don't want to make light of that. I really don't. And I actually believe the reason they might show this video and tried to show this video is to say this is a serious thing and we are making a statement out of you it's now it's going to really sound like i'm making light of it but i'm not but it's to a degree of what we talked about last week with augusta and stealing the sand you know i'm going to make 
you are going to be an example so much so that we're going to discourage this from happening. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, why would you show this? Why would you show this for the women involved? Why would you show this for It definitely our discourages eyes? future yeah. incidents. Like, and again, they were going to blur everything out. Okay. I mean, it's. It, I'm glad. By the way, so anyway, I'm the judge set, yeah. wins the day. Yeah. At least for now. I hear you. Only, it's only a temporary stay, I think. Yep. Oh, dear. Do we have time for falling or are we going to tease uh, that a little bit? The music. Back. Let's try to hit the music on time. Either okay. that or we really got to increase these music bets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do falling coming up next. And uh, Stuart's here. I want to see how he predicts the schedule. And it's time to go around the table. Predict the schedule. Yeah, you didn't even do it. Definitely you were too didn't. busy fanboying on wrestling and well, obviously. skating for the Iceman. Tryout time. Don't worry. I'll tell you what the schedule's going to be. <laughs> go next ahead and on do ESPN it. 690. You know, our email system is down right now. Oh, dear. Like, in the from the outside, I guess, right? If you want to try to get on the computer. Yeah, the computers, it's not working, but it is on the cell phone, so. Yeah, I can get it on the cell yeah, phone. That's something, at least. Mobile. But hostile. It's re- like, when you can't use your email from home this morning or yeah. today, like, for me, it's a it's well, catastrophic. I, I'm sure for you, it's like a... It's like a heart attack for me. I think, you know, when it comes to emails, I'm going to check those things. So I, I am one of these guys. I'm not missing us a moment. Yeah, I'm one of these guys. I, I am so impressed with technology. Like in our business, what we can do, what we can do now to put all this stuff on Twitch and Facebook and, and Twitter and, and get it out there when, for, on the road. If I'm mm-hmm. on the road and you're here and what we'll do from Nashville next week and how TV works compared to the way it used to work with big satellite trucks. And now I... We go live with this thing that, that looks like you could fit in your back pocket. I mean, it's unbelievable. I am so impressed with it. But I also get very pissed off at it when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. like, so I take it for granted so much that now because I use it so much in terms of the email and the texting, when it goes down for 10 minutes, when it's slow, I'm like, what oh, the yeah. heck is going on? Like, How so old are you, Brent? I mean, man. Like you sound like a, a millennial. You sound like an entitled sixteen-year-old. I, I know. I'm in, I'm like a cross, right? I'm like this old person that really appreciates technology, but then I'm really like this young kid that gets pissed off at it when it doesn't work. Oh, I'm mean, the same way. I'm I'm the type that I need it now. It needs to it needs to go. If I want this oh, done, it needs to happen. It's no way to live, you but, two. But I will say this: like in our sports office, I tried to call Stewart the other day. And I could not have a conversation with him. Like, it would not work. It's like a dungeon. It's a, yeah, dead spot as far as the cell signal goes. I will say Mm -hmm. this. After all these years, like, when was the, um, uh, it was like, had to be early 2000s, right? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Remember the spot? Probably early 2000s? We had that in our conversation. So, by the (laughs) way, speaking of technology, a little uh, dirty laundry to air from Team Action Sports Jacks and Brent Martineau. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. What's that? Can I finish my thought on this? No. (laughs) This is right. This is related to technology. It's a quick, quick little... I don't think so. Well, it's not becoming quick. It's becoming I mean, very long. Uh, yeah, well, he's, what is it? So on Sunday, a certain other co-worker of ours... Yeah? Uh, it's like, what's wrong with my mouse? Oh, <laughs> I forgot to tell... I Brent, forgot to trade out Brent the mouse. Brent traded out mice and took... Our coworker's mouse I totally because his was that. acting up. Nice. Without yeah, I telling. Like that. So, wow. Well, my mouse on my computer. That's my go-to. My mouse on my computer is doing this. Like, so this is another example of right. It's like every it double clicks automatically. So even when you oh. click once, it like double. <laughs> can, and, 
Can you be an adult and fix it and not just steal Dude, somebody else's? Do you know else's? how much work we have to get done sometimes? <laughs> we can't I'm with you on like this, this one. I'm switching mice and I'm just letting so someone anyway, else deal with it. I go over to Hicken's computer and I trade off <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> and I totally forgot to put it back over. I didn't say anything. I just let it ride. <laughs> I just let it ride. I'm like, this didn't, is hilarious. Didn't we kind of joke about it yeah, that we, we sure might did. do that? Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> well, That's awesome. I'm going to hide my I'm mouse surprised now. I, hey, I'm surprised I didn't get a nasty tweet about that. I, I don't think he knows. Uh -oh. oh, he still doesn't no, know. No, I don't think he knows, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Hopefully it's he's not listening. This will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, the other, uh, so this is the one, right? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in the general, I'm up to the uh, iPhone 10. I love the iPhone. I would pay probably, see, I'm a, I'm a guy, like, if I want to go p play pay for clothes or shoes or something like that. I don't mind spending a little bit more money if I know I'm going to get my money's worth with the usage. Okay. All right? So I'm like that with phones in my computer. I would probably pay $5,000 for a phone because I would use it. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I, we, we use it every single day. I, I use it more that, than anything a, in my life. For $5,000 worth of quality is yeah, what you're saying. But it's the same thing like with a bed. I mean, you use a bed a lot, so you, you want to have a quality bed. So you'll pay, and you'll probably you'll pay, pay a little more. You, you feel like, well, I'm using it every night. Yes. I did. You know, because okay. we've all bought things. That, <laughs> that sucks. We've <laughs> yeah, all bought fun. things that we paid a lot of money for and we hardly use. Like you find it in your closet or whatever, yeah. you know, a year later. Like, I think I've worn that once. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of that guy. But every generation of this phone. I swear the cell service gets worse. Mm. And and so my I don't understand how we can have bad cell service anymore. Like, have you been, this has been going on for eight years. What's the A1A up Volano Beach? Oh, the whole way up you can't you can't talk to anybody there. I'm why be, though? Why like why? I, we're this isn't <laughs> I'm gonna be we're honest. in the middle of a desert. <laughs> like why after two decades of this stuff, all this thing all these things we can do with technology, can we not make a simple phone call without I'd prefer no one to it call me, out. honestly. So just send me text message, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and I'll be honest, I'm one of those people where if I'm not in service and I'm talking to somebody, and they're like, I can't hear you. I talk louder. Like I scream. <laughs> it. it makes zero sense. No sense. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it in retrospect, it makes zero sense to talk louder. But that's me. I'm screaming. Well, can you hear me now? Like, yeah. Well, did, no sense. Did you see technology just created a, a new sport? I, I you, sent this you to you. Sent that to me. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's tell, called. They call it Speedgate. Yeah, uh, and, and I think they, yeah, like they, they had AI technology look at every sport ever and create one. And uh, I guess they created a bunch, but all of them sucked except for this one. <laughs> but yeah, the speed gate, they said it's like a cross between Frisbee, ultimate Frisbee, rugby and soccer. There's essentially goals on each end, but it's really thin and you throw the rugby ball around. But you have to get it through the goal at like half like ha yeah, half the field. You have to go through that one so you unlock the chance to score. Which it's is like when cool. you play the game sorry and you have to roll like a zero or a one or to whatever start? the heck it is to start. Yeah. You know? So it's handball? No. Kind no. of. But, but it's hand it's handball. Well, but you can't, rugby but you ball. Can't, yeah. Rugby ball. It's a rugby ball but and you, you have to run, kick right? it to score. But it's like ultimate frisbee, so once you yeah, once you get the ball you can't run. You have to pass it to each other and you have to get it through the middle of half of the field to Open the opportunity to score. Yeah. Nobody's so actually playing this, are they? Yeah, exactly. No, actually, they're going to yeah. start it in Oregon. Why? Actually, they're starting a thing in yeah. Oregon, 
And yeah. well, listen, shocking. I'm sure mar- marijuana is legal in Oregon also, too. It also has a little lacrosse feel to it. As I'm reading this, because you can go around the goal and score, kind of yeah. like lacrosse, so if, like hockey. If you but, score and your teammate gets it and kicks it through again, you like double score. Yeah, we're setting like a bad double score. You say? Well, sign me up. We're setting a bad precedent of doing exactly what the computers want us to do. Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's true. We're going but, down a bad okay. road here, people. I, but I, I'm gonna say, be honest. I actually thought this was kind of cool. This game's a no for me. What? Okay. Sorry. Would you play ultimate frisbee? Mm. I'd College rather, intramurals, maybe. I'd rather go disc golfing to be, to okay. be truthful. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Oh. Disc golf. Would you play? Now they have on the golf courses where it's like soccer disc golf. It's soccer golf. Or Foot golf. Yeah, soccer, Foot yeah. golf. Right? Foot golf. Thank you very oh, much. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, people play it. I get it. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. So my only point is. This sounds insane. It sounds it does stupid. Sound insane. It sounds whatever. Somebody will want to do but it. But in ten years, it'll pop up all over the place. That's all how this stuff works. Yeah, I mean, do you think this game personally though will pop up all over the place? I mean, it could. Yeah, I'm it just could. saying it could. Well, you know, I'm not going to say anything because Quidditch became a big thing at university. They actually used that. What they is said this Quidditch? Is a, they said this is equivalent. Like they took some Quidditch qualities too. What I is guess. Some Quidditch Potter. qualities? <laughs> what did you hear? The you know, so, so qu- okay, go ahead, Goose. I'll tell Brent what Quidditch read, is. I didn't read this part, but the AI had come up with a motto for, for the game. Yeah, yeah. Face the ball. To be the ball, to be above the ball. Yeah, that's I'm not sure. catchy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just be Put like, that more on like the whiteboard. Smoke this and then play this. That's what it should be. <laughs> but um, so g- getting back to Quidditch, Brent. So quitting. Well, that's becoming legal everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll be a big game in Florida here soon. Uh, so with Quidditch, uh, for all those Harry Potter heads out there, it's a game featured in Harry Potter, and basically the sport now has turned into you have to have a broom between your legs, and then it's kind of like handball mixed with dodgeball. And uh, it's on universities. I'm pretty sure ESPN2 aired it. It's one a lot late better night. when you can actually fly the brooms, yeah. like in the mystical land it of Harry Potter. Looks a lot cooler on TV and like on, on the movies. All right, I'm going to really stereotype right here. I mean, sure. Okay. There we go. But I don't associate Harry Potter lovers, but uh, just in ha- totality. Harry Potter heads. Harry Potter heads? Yes. With tremendous athletes. Hot heads, <laughs> if you will. Oh, you said it. I'm not saying there isn't a few in the mix, but I'm just saying I don't. I look at the crowd of Harry Potter heads, and I'm like, I probably can take them in hoops. I'm just saying. So, from an athletic standpoint, how is this Quidditch thing? Uh, I think more impressive than you would think. Really? Yeah. But uh, if you watch it on TV, it's just come on. Okay. It's not a TV sport. It's not a sport. I mean, right. is it really a sport in general? People? What I didn't get into in my uh, whole um, uh, technology thing is the one last thing I'll say is I hate the um, – I-, I really hate the automated uh, phone thing. You know, like where you got to – they have you 15 options? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You Just hire somebody to answer the phone, I mean, please. I will pay extra taxes if you will hire more people. Yeah. And that wraps this segment of What Really Grinds My Gears with Brent Martineau. (laughs) I just had to get that one off my chest. I actually wrote it down on my sheet today. Of course. Because I had had to pay this SunPass toll. Is it coming to Jacksonville? Uh, it is, but I was down in South Florida. I I went through a part where I wasn't supposed to, so I I call up, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I had 452 options to pick from. (laughs) I had to listen to all that. Then I had to wait for 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll pay more taxes if you just hire a person to answer the phone. See, and that's another thing, too. When when I pronounce what I want on the phone, they can understand me. Yeah, that's the only one you got to talk to. And and then I'll start swearing during it. I was getting mad. If somebody was watching me on my back porch yesterday, I'm yelling, invoice, cash payment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said cash payment, damn it. (laughs) 
uh, we'll be back at ESPN. This is the longest ball and fallen segment ever. Yeah, I know. We'll go fallen next. <laughs> Oh, boy. Ty's in a middle school match, and he's not doing well today. Oh, no. Not good. Is he going to shoot 130? Not your kind of bad. (laughs) But it's also not Augusta. (laughs) So I can't wait to hear what he has to say about this round. Uh, This won't be good. Here's the numbers. 766-596. He's probably, hopefully he's not listening. No, he's out on the course. 766-596. A nine in there. Ooh. Well, Brent, don't say that because he, he probably stream us too from ESPN three, uh, 690.com. I'm saying 360. Yes. <laughs> ESPN690.com. So he, he could be listening to he us. He could be listening. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's get to falling before we forget. Uh, with that segue, I just said, yeah, let's fall. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning on the list for the second time in three days. Ah, you got him. Yeah, well, not necessarily their team. I and mean, we've kind of talked about it. We kind of beat a dead horse here. Yeah, it wasn't a good season for the Tampa Bay Lightning when, in terms of the playoffs. It was a good regular season. But uh, the reason why they're falling for me is because their social media team of what happened after they lost that final uh, game. Oh, the one that I had mentioned. You mentioned it? I think I mentioned the fact that they said sorry. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, here's, here's the whole thing. Uh, and I quote from the Tampa Bay Lightnings at Twitter. We don't have any words. And we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one that we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. Is this like a romantic comedy or is this like a funeral we're going to? Like that, I mean, pump the brakes a little bit. Like it's just a sport. I get it. It sucks what happened, but let's, let's ease the tension a little bit. I mean, I guess the bright side is, is the fact that Kuz messes up so bad that he really, like, puts the show in terms of getting, like, just fired from the whole thing. We, we can use Tampa Bay's release as Kuz's statement. I did see a tweet from a, uh, a female sports reporter on Twitter that I follow, and uh, she said, this sounds like every breakup I've had with a man ever. Exactly. And it's just like, yeah, and then <laughs> you, you read through it, and you're like, oh, yeah. It did read yeah. kind of funny. It's like I a breakup. Mean, dear, dear ESPN's 690 audience, we don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger. Like we can definitely use that. Yeah, so we weren't sure about Kuz either. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna go ahead and copy and paste that, just in case. We'll be better that with Scott. Scott. Just in case. Kuz, by the way, just told me he's getting shadowed on Monday. Yeah, someone's coming in to watch what I do on Here? Monday. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, I know. Are they gonna be... watch us too or not? Well, I mean, I guess if they look through the glass, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but I'm saying, are they trying to like? Critique us. What, what, no, shadow. No, no. What's shadow he's, mean? He's, uh, I know what shadow means. It's not shadow box like you do. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. He's from UF, and he, he said he needs to follow a professional in the industry. And I said, I would love to show you. Oh, I got you. It's it's professional, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing how they characterize Man. people these days. <laughs> so I really, it's, at first, I was like, are you sure you're looking for me? Like, really reaching for the bottom of the barrel there, UNF. Like, <laughs> let these kids go anywhere. Okay. All right. Here's you go. My fallen. Will this guy go down from a reputation standpoint, maybe not in his in his uh, city where the college is, but outside, and especially here in this state, Joe Oliva is stepping down as the AD at LSU. And I feel like he'll go down as kind of was awful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he did. I hate to say that because I'm sure he did a lot of good things at LSU. But I think he will... From a reputation standpoint, if I say Joe Oliva around here, now Gator fans, because of the whole hurricane thing and the, the, the mix up a couple of years ago where they didn't want to move the game and they wouldn't. And so they had to play, end up playing two games, I think, at, uh, 
in the swamp, right? Two games in a row instead yep. of swapping places back and forth. So that became a big thing. And that was, you know, that's a little bit of SEC rivalry stuff going on. But Oliva did look bad in that. Mm-hmm. It didn't make a lot of sense, uh, especially for a guy that lives in a state that went through a catastrophic hurricane in Hurricane Katrina and didn't seem to show a lot of remorse <laughs> for it happening in the state of Florida. Uh, I, I think that's pretty interesting. It says uh, his contract was going to expire in June. And keep in mind now that the LSU Tigers basketball program has been part of the FBI's well, in- investigation. Yeah. So that could really be the big trigger here. They took him off but, suspension, right? Yeah, they did. They yeah. took the coach off off suspension. Uh, after they had met with the NCAA, they took Wade off, which is surprising. Everybody thought Wade Very was surprising. Out of yeah. Well, and, and here's what I want to say. So – do you think where there's smoke, there's fire? I mean, do you think the AD saw, oh, man, we got some stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm just going to, you know, chuck up the deuces and get out of here and not have to worry about it. And I don't want to compare this to Michigan State because what happened in Michigan State was um, way worse, obviously, in, in terms of oh, yeah, yeah. Larry Nassar and everybody, you know, just all of a sudden just quitting and retiring and whatnot. And that that's in no case what's happening in LSU. But – do you agree with the fact that if, if there's some kind of scandal coming down with paying players or whatnot, shouldn't the AD be there to answer the questions, to kind of face the face the noise and face the media, as opposed to just tucking his tail between his legs and going out of LSU? Yeah, but I do think at the end of the day, I think this is not Joe Oliva really stepping down. I think he's forced out. Okay. You know, I, I don't listen. He's makes seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. If you can. You hang in and answer a few questions for 725 for the next year until your contract runs out. Now, maybe there's a buyout or whatever. Maybe there's severance or I, I don't know. Maybe it makes sense to go get away from this. But I, I, I don't even know if it's this one that I think will be – I just know in the state of Florida, that whole ordeal with the hurricane stuff was a big black mark against Oliva. He did not handle it well. He looked bad in that situation. And by the way, there are people at LSU and Baton Rouge that will say – the whole Les Miles situation wasn't handled well either. And the whole Ed Orgeron, you know, there's still mm-hmm. people. Les Miles won a national title. Some would say shouldn't have been let go. Now he has at Kansas. Some also would say that he should have been let go years prior. So the whole thing there where they even tried to chase. See, he looked bad because they tried to chase Jimbo Fisher before Fisher went to Texas A&M, and they couldn't solidify that deal either. So Oliva's just a guy. It, it, it's always, it was always a little messy. In Baton Rouge at times. And uh, I think he'll be remembered for more the negative side of things than the bad. So I've got him uh, than the good side. Then I have him in my uh, very few ADs get remembered for the good side of things. Well, it's true. But Jeremy Foley certainly does. In fact, Jeremy Foley at UF probably doesn't get enough criticism for the lack of facilities that they've had there for the last decade, 15 years. He really doesn't. Uh, That was they did not have the foresight that this was an arms race in college sports and they are behind and now they're catching up. And, and Jeremy Foley was unbelievable. By many accounts, from a hiring standpoint, you could state claim that he was the best AD in the country for what they did in his 25 years. And he's a super guy, nice man. But I also think if we're being fair here, they would say now we probably didn't press him enough, criticize him enough for the lack of facilities at Florida. It, that Part of the reason they've fallen off the table a little bit in football is because of the facilities. They they are now catching up, and, and they'll catch up, but they got way, way behind, let's be honest. It kind of feels like an umpire situation when you're talking about ADs. 
where you want them to stay behind the scenes. You don't want to know their names because they're hiring good coaches and you're talking about all these great coaches and you're not talking about this AD having to go find a new guy for this, that, or the other thing or this AD not doing a good job with the facilities. It's kind of like a, the umpire. You don't want to know his name. You just want him to call the balls and strikes and do a good job. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I, I think that's the – you. And I would say in most places, unless you're a super fan, you don't know who the AD is. Who's Alabama's AD? Uh, um, <laughs> I actually kind of his name's on the tip of my tongue because he was highly sought after. I think he came over from Mississippi State. Mississippi, I think. Uh, but Miss, like you to know, answer your question, I don't know. That, that, so but you're right. kind of the, but you're right. kind of the point know. there. I mean, because you know Nick Saban. I, you know good Nick point. Saban. You know they're a really good coach. But see, I will say you know one AD, and I think you know him in a positive way. And he, he's made a name for himself. Now, some people don't like this, but I think Danny White has been genius at UCF for what they've done in the last couple of years. I, I'm one of those that thinks it's a genius move, what they've done. So now there's a lot of people yeah, that criticize we're, we're, him. We're, we're talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a, a good point. Like I said, what people, what people don't want to admit sometimes about UCF is they were the biggest story in college football the last two years, in my opinion. They were bigger than anybody, bigger than Alabama. More people talked about UCF the last two years than they talked about Alabama, Florida, LSU, Clemson. They did. Now, they did it in a polarizing way. Sure. But yeah, any press but is good press yeah, when you're not on the radar. A, it wasn't a positive uh, response for to some, most of it. But, but it was yeah. some. Well, some but it was. was. Well, Brent, in the state, I'm sure it was. But if you go across the country... I don't think it but was. But that's where it's any press is good press. That's what you want. You you need to get your name out there. And I think you know, a lot of that, too, is because it was Alabama-Clemson every single year. So you're talking about the same two teams going for a title. That's it opens true. up other storylines. Like I'm just have. saying. Yeah, you I talk. I you don't talk, think you can have. Talking about it now. I don't think I'm no, wrong talk, I think no, you're not the wrong. storyline the last two years in college football. I'll agree with that, but maybe not necessarily for the right reasons. I think it was more people talking smack about them than people supporting them. Just my opinion. Fair enough. I mean, I think, but they got you take, went. You went to the college blinders. game day there. Yeah, I did. Because my friend went to school there. What are you saying? But you went. Yeah. So did ESPN. And what did I say? You couldn't have a beer there at 11 a.m. I didn't have a good time. Happy hour horn and the schedule next on ESPN six night. All right, it's time to go through our schedules. We've got it. We've got the schedule nailed. We're going to do that in just a few moments. Hang on. I'm just going to put up my whiteboard What's here What's the quick. whiteboard say? You can read it to him if you'd like. For the love of God, give the Jags someone else besides the Titans for prime time. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people would agree with you there, too. You know, Yeah, I'm definitely with the majority on here. On that point, we were, we were talking about this a little bit. Like, why the Titans all the time? To me, if I'm an executive for prime time, if I'm the NFL for primetime games. Why would you even want Tennessee and the Jags? Every time Tennessee and the Jags play, it's like 13 to 10, 9 to 6, 17 to 13. So why would you even entertain that? Like, And what you told me is like, oh, why don't you just do a division game? I'd say I don't think there's a huge draw in the division. Houston, to me, can feel a lot like the same. There have not been a lot of close really good Houston Jags games. There haven't. There have been a lot of blowouts over the years with those two teams. 
I would say the one exception to the division is Andrew Luck in Indianapolis against this defense. Maybe that's the one I would put in prime time. But at least with Houston, you're getting Watson, who um, is polarizing. You're getting one of the best wide receivers in the game in Hopkins. And then people love to watch J.J. Watt as well. So at least you're getting some uh, sort of star players from from your opponent. I guess to your point, you know, and for you said, for the love of God, please don't let it be Tennessee again. To that point... I think Tennessee is one of the worst options you can have. Like I would it's look just, on the, played out. I, I would look on one of the the schedules. I would look on the schedule and I'd be like, okay, I see New Orleans and Drew Brees. That's a great draw across the country. I think Mahomes and Kansas City, great draw across the country. So I would, if you're concerned a little bit about the Jags, smaller market, how national are they? Well, I'd put one of those guys against them. I, that's what I would probably do. Um, and you'll see my schedule. <laughs> well, and it's just my just point. I mean, just change it up a little bit. You know, I mean, how many times have the, the Jaguars and the Titans played on prime time the past couple of years? It seems like every I have single not year. I that up, but it does seem like it a seems lot. Like every single year. Listen, I think the Jags would vouch for them to switch it up a little bit too. It hasn't. I think <laughs> it's I been think some it's, embarrassing moments. I think the country would, Brent. Honestly, yeah. like, do you think people turn in, especially now? Uh, Derrick oh, Henry wouldn't. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, a good point. Derek. Especially on prime time, right? Yeah, it's where he shines. Yards. Yeah. Um, uh, um, it's gotten to the point where you you would almost feel like uh, let's give these guys their primetime game against each other and get them off the schedule. I, I it feels like that. It feels that way. If instead of putting them on two different times, let's just yeah. take the bath on the we'll one see game. See what they do this year. But see, I don't think the Jags are that though. See, the Jags have some entertainment value now. They have falls now. They, well, not, not only that, but this defense is entertaining. I understand offense sells. I get it. But the defense of the Jags is still a selling point. Calais Campbell has some national appeal. I think Yannick Ngakwe is growing into it, but Jalen Ramsey definitely has national appeal. People know Miles Jack's name even. Yeah, There's, but, Brent, this isn't like the Seattle Seahawks back I, in the day, I, man. It's not. I, and how did the Super Bowl turn out this past season? Everyone was saying how much the game was boring. Nobody wanted to watch it. No, it was, but my point is, well, if you and by the way, Fournette is a national player. He has yeah. appeal nationally. Whether you like him or not, I'm just saying he, people know him nationally. So, and now Foles does add to that fold for the Jags. So I think the Jags, I think the Jags are more sellable to a primetime audience than the Tennessee Titans are. Or than, I won't say Houston. And I, I actually think they're more sellable than the Indianapolis Colts are. I understand what you're going to tell me. You're going to say, well, Luck's a better quarterback. He's an elite quarterback. And that's sellable. Yeah, but the rest of that team, like, who are you watching? Why do you watch Indianapolis? Just for Andrew Luck, that's it. And, and, a, and a screaming offensive Hill. lineman. Well, and, and you can't have the excuse for, well, at least Indy <laughs> made the playoffs last year. That was like the, the birds at Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That was made up. And, and you, you can't bring up the point where, well, Indy made the, the playoffs last year, so they're more intriguing. That doesn't matter because we just talked about 2017, the Jaguars go to the AFC Championship game. 2018, zero primetime game except that Thursday night game yeah. against Tennessee. I'm just that saying, I have lived through many a Jag seasons, and I will readily admit they have been a boring football team. Like, boring. Like, it's hard to, where's your star? That's not the case with this rendition of the Jags. They have a few stars, and when they're playing, well, they might have a lot of stars. So, I think it's a decent gamble putting the Jags on a primetime game. I really do. Uh, although, last year, they certainly didn't, you know, they didn't put a lot of stock into that, and they didn't make you feel good if you were an exec- executive. And if you're looking for that storyline, how about Jags at Bengals? Fight night in prime time. Ah, Green versus Ramsey. Now, see, you could play that storyline up. Now, Cincinnati's a boring team for the most part. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, Brennan. This is a little off topic here, but Arizona Cardinals, a team that nobody cares about. Let's let's be honest. 
let's say Kyler Murray goes number one, and he's the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Do, do some of those games get flexed into prime time just because people are curious to see Kyler Murray? Because the same thing happened for Johnny Menzel. Um, and this is this is speaking if the Cardinals yeah. do draft him. Yeah, yeah I think, think it ha- so? I, I think it can happen. Listen, Larry Fitzgerald's still a great draw. Mm. Arizona's a great place for executives and TV people to go. You know, that's the one thing about Jacksonville. People love coming down here. Go to TPC Sawgrass. Go. It's part of it. I mean, if you if I'm not saying it's the best place in the NFL to go, but it's not a bad place. I mean, neither is Nashville though for for Tennessee. And um, like, if I'm a if I'm like one of those folks that are involved in the broadcast, I'm not begging to go to Houston. So I'm not begging to go to Indy. I'd rather go to. They're not high on my list when we do the road trip draft later this year. (laughs) So let me go ahead and follow up on that question then. What player in the draft do you see will have the most effect to make a team maybe flex a few games to prime time? Because, like, you saw what happened with Barkley last year where, I mean, he was must-see TV a little bit. Yeah. And Um, the the, the Giants weren't that good of a team. That's a good call. Hang on to that. we got to get to the happy hour horn first. Let's get to the happy hour horn. Five o'clock here on a Wednesday, and then we'll answer that question. Locally owned tequila right here in Jacksonville, made in tequila, Mexico, shipped directly to Jack's Beach. The smoothest tequila you'll ever taste. For locations, recipes, and merchandise, visit com. Leave your troubles ashore. Live the island life with the citrus of the sea. Vida de Luis tequila. Find Vida de Luis, by the way, in your favorite bars, restaurants, liquor stores. Must be at least 21 to drink and drink responsibly. All right, back to that question can right there. Can I still say my tagline or not? Oh, I'm anymore. sorry. I no, 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 I'm wondering. Can you I say can? that? No, you should. I actually should have let you. Oh, no, I it's all let good. You. I don't know if I, like, legally I can say I that stuff. I was so excited to tell everybody about Vida de Luis. Yeah, tequila. just, you know, grab a drink, uh, maybe get a shot and tip your star tenders <laughs> if, if you feel like it. You know, eh, it is what it is. That's it. I mean, yeah. You haven't, yeah. Given, you haven't given us a Kirkjian voice or an impression in a while. <laughs> that wasn't really an impression. That was more of just, ah, whatever. Know, you you know? should have went all full out, all elite wrestling Ooh, in the promo there. Just cut a promo. Cut a promo, yeah. yeah. Oh. You know I forgot? I might have something See, tomorrow. You think of these things too late sometimes, kind of like Coos. But <laughs> Story said, of his life. We should have played our wrestling promo from oh, a few weeks ago. Oh, and critique it. For those guys. Next time we have somebody in, yep. we got to go back and find that. Yes. And have it. Yes. All right? I love it. Either that or here's what we'll do. We can even do one better. The day before they come in, we'll do the promo game again. Nope. But but for specific to them. Even better, we do it live. Or we can do it live. I like that even better. All right. Put us on the spot. Yeah. Pressure. Next time, we got to do it. All okay. right, you had asked, what's yeah. the one player in the draft, you asked, mm-hmm. that will maybe light up uh, TV executives and say, yeah. hey, I want to flex that game. I can't wait. I hope they do well. I, Who's right? that Johnny football? Who's, Who's the Baker that? Mayfield? Yeah, who's the Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, but as a rookie, Mahomes. Not as a rookie, yeah, I, yeah, I understand. But now, I mean, yeah. young player. Well, now, now, I'm saying coming out of this draft, though, who's the one guy who's gonna? You, I, you have to think offensive side of the ball, I right? Mean, I think I think it is Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Uh, by the way, what happened to Dwayne Haskins? Who? He's disappeared. He's gone. 
Is yeah. anybody even talking? Is he still? Is he going to the? Is he going to be drafted? <laughs> is he playing baseball this season? What is he doing? <laughs> is he going back to Ohio State? I think yeah. the A's have his rights. <laughs> Where has that conversation gone? About I mean, is it just because we don't hear it because Nick Foles is now here, so we kind of put that to rest? But yeah. I feel like he's dropping. We certainly stopped talking about and, quarterbacks. And, <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, so that could be it, right? Well, I mean, we live in our own bubble yeah. sometimes. But. but no, I completely agree. I think that the national narrative is the fact that Dwayne Haskins may not be the top quarterback taken. And that's even um, with Kyler Murray maybe going number one, but maybe like a Drew Locke or a Daniel Jones going after uh, Kyler Murray. And that begs the question we kind of talked about a little bit, Brent. I mean, this was a guy that going to the Senior Bowl – we thought Haskins was the dude. I mean, if Foles wasn't going to come here, Haskins was probably the guy the Jaguars would select. He was the top quarterback. He has all the intangibles. He has the skill set. He's got the deep ball. He's got the short ball. I mean, the guy's got everything. So what's the issue then? Because nothing came out in the news saying he got in trouble, so you can't chalk that up. So what's the issue? And I think it's I'm his gonna, body. Well, I'm going to ask this one question, and maybe it's dumb of me, but I'm going to bring it up. Does race have anything to do with it? No. You don't think so? No. I I don't. I genuinely, genuinely don't think so. I mean, we're talking about a black quarterback going number one. Well, yeah. Okay. So why would another well, black quarterback we drop? We think, though, Brett. We don't, we're not positive. Well, Kyler I know, Murray. But, yeah. but, but that's it's the all the head Kyler Murray's going to yeah. be number one. Yeah. See, I, I believe, and this is easy for a white guy to say, I guess. I believe the narrative that the black of the black quarterback that used to exist, and, and I acknowledge it used mm-hmm. to exist, I, I don't think it does as much anymore. I really don't. Like I don't, I don't think I I think people are now whether whether for some teams it does for some GMs does I can't answer that. Mm-hmm. But I think people are so I don't think people look at anything other than can you take me to the promised land, man? Because it is such an important position to do so. And I think Russell Wilson, by the way, who just signed another huge contract, has a lot to do with it. I think other quarterbacks have had a lot. Michael Vick over the years, but. Russell Wilson in this generation, uh, you know, RG3 kind of hurt that a little bit. But I don't know. I I don't believe, while I, I understand there's an undertone of that at times, I think that's a lazy fallback right now. Then there's a lot of things you can bring race into. I don't think the QB position, I'm, and I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I don't think race at the QB spot is – is a big talking point anymore. I, I don't. Well, then go ahead and give me the reason why Haskins is falling so I much. I told then. you, I think it's his body. His body? What, what about his body? Because I think he looks soft. He looks soft. No, he does. What does Big Ben look like? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I... I what no. does Matthew Stafford look like? He's too soft? Yeah, but I, I think Matthew Stafford's got such a rifle arm. Does Haskins have a rifle arm? He's so that he can make, he make the long throws. Roethlisberger, by the way, 6'5", 240. This guy's not that. He's not. I do. I, I genuinely think his body scares some people, whether it's he's going to be able to stay in the appropriate shape. Whether, I, like, I don't know if I don't know what his dad looks like or, or anything like that. I mean, but they do that stuff. You know, I think it's a weird thing to say. I understand. Yeah. But I think I think that has an element to do to it. And I also think the the narrative got shot so high up the board and. Now, the one stereotype there is that does hurt Haskins a little bit is everybody wants a mobile quarterback. So he's that, black and he has to be a mobile quarterback. Well, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not. And that does hurt him a little bit. Kyler Moore, heck, Nick Foles in Jacksonville, white quarterback, can move a little bit. Blake Bortles Blake could Bortles. move a little bit. Haskins, Gabbert could it is not part of Haskins' game. And that can concern people, too.
You want a mobile quarterback now. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't mean you need Kyler Murray, mobile quarterback, but mm-hmm. you do want more of a mobile quarterback. Haskins looks like he's dropping. Maybe he's not, but it looks like he's dropping uh, right now off boards. Okay, we're going to get to the schedule next. You staying with us or do you have to go? I mean, I'm, You're in. I, I've sat here waiting for the schedule discussion for a hot second. So I don't yeah, know if we're going to get the Brian Dawkins or Taggart yeah, or anything we'll else. There. I mean, we're going to get it, but we're having some fun All right. here on ESPN 690, trying to make it work. All right, welcome back here. So do you think Kyler Murray goes number one? Absolutely not. Really? Really. Weber? I think he is going to be picked number one. I don't think it's the right decision, but I think he does get picked there. It seems like everyone's saying he's going number one, so. Stop following What do you think, Coos? I mean, I'm going with what the professionals think. (laughs) What are you calling me? I'm not saying you're not professional. I'm just saying you're in the minority there. All right. Oh, race. Jeez. Why you bring a minority into it? Come on, Coos. I want you people to me, too. <laughs> Dude, I'm just kidding, man. Like, okay, he went up like, like he went like three shades higher, right? When you said that, that, that was like, the first time in four months where you looked like you looked a little taken back. So I had to bring him the show back to him. a light, down a light a pink bit. to a tomato. By just the way, in a second, yeah. you react the same the day that I said that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. right. And I was talking about something that had nothing to do with black Obviously, or white, yeah. but people started saying that back. I kind of felt the same way Coos did. I was like. What did I say? Like, what did I do here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to go there. No. no. Oh, no. Now, the worst thing to do is go there unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. Well, worst thing to go there is to go there, really. In but, general, uh, yes, correct. What's the deal with you people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, I heard Steve Kahn, the, the GM. BS. They don't know who they're taking. You know who you're taking a yeah. week from the draft. Yeah, if you're Unless number the one. guy goes and gets hit by a bus. Right, yeah. You know who you're taking. So he's a yeah. liar. That, And I, I mean, I get you <laughs> got to lie, but I understand it. But let's not kid ourselves. We're going to go to that draft luncheon on Monday, and the Jags know who their top ten is, right? Who, if it falls in order, they know who they're taking. If Now, there's a lot of things that could happen, but especially if you're picking number one. In the past, when the Jags were picking number three and number five, at the luncheon, they knew where they were going. And It's like I if mean, you're in the top five, you know the top five guys for you. Yes, and you know if one goes in a different place, then yes. you go, this is a backup. You know that. I mean, I've talked to them at these lunches before, not off camera, but like, so do you really know? Yeah, we, we're – I mean, you know. Again, unless something in the next 72 hours happens, like a Laramie Tunsil situation, he wasn't expected to drop, but – yeah. If you could go back in time and, and they'd said, yes, we know, and it's Blake Bortles, would you try and talk them out of it? <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. No, no. I've no? Always said, no, because I say this. Uh, I, I say this. I, I will say this. He got into the AFC Championship. He game. did, yeah. So, so I wouldn't do that. And I also say this about Blaine Gabbert. Even with Gene Smith, and I know he gets hammered, if you are convicted about the QB – to the point where you will go get it or do some. The QB is so important, you might be dead wrong and you'll get hammered and lambasted for being wrong, and this organization has been. But I still think to have the conviction to go get a guy is super important in their position, and especially at that spot. So to answer your question, and I don't think there's hindsight on on Blake. I do think there is a sense of hindsight on like a guy like Gabbert yeah. because of the games played, the style, the this, the that. It felt like there was not enough homework done. I think they did their homework on Blake. I, I think they hope to be able to fix some things on Blake. They admitted this year that they maybe played him too early. But, again, the guy did some good things and got your team AFC championship. I, if you pick me a quarterback 
any team, and you're going to tell me that guy's going to get you to the championship game five minutes away from the Super Bowl, give you a chance, we all sign up for that. The hindsight's about the extension, probably. Probably, yeah. And, and not oh, what we've always said, right? Not getting more competition in case it didn't yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Because was he reliable enough to just trust him? So, all right, let's go. Uh, schedule. schedule. What yeah. you got? Okay. By the way, this isn't the official schedule, people. No, we that comes guessing. out at 8 o'clock. All we know right now, which we've been able to – it's like a game, like a bingo card. Yes. <laughs> and what we've been able to do is put in a couple of free spaces. We've got two free spaces. <laughs> November 3rd is the London game against Houston at Wembley. And then the week after, we know, although the Jags haven't said, but will be the bye week. I'm I'll, already going to put in for the, a couple of days off after the London game, by the way. We'll see if we do what we did last you're year. You're going to stay there. It worked last year. Okay. I enjoyed that. Anyhow. Uh, so I'm guessing, this is a guess, we are guessing. Go down pe- the list. People at home. Uh, home opener, New Orleans. Then I'm going at Indy, at Cincinnati, versus the Chargers, versus Tennessee, at Oakland, versus the Jets. Well, you're going too quick here. Well, yeah, I am. All right, duty, start I, over. I'm just, I'm trying to run through it. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to digest it while you go. Just a little slower. <laughs> a little slower. Okay. So opening with the Saints at home. Okay. Mm, um, I feel like good. it's a you know big big that matchup. Makes sense. I like that. Big matchup. I like Drew it. Brees. Actually, I almost did that. They've been on the road the last couple of years to okay. start the season. It's a home opener. Uh, then I got them jumping into a little AFC South with at Indy. Okay. Uh, I went at Cincinnati after that. Fair enough. Uh, and then I put the Chargers coming here. In week four. Week four. Uh, then Tennessee. At home. Coming uh, home? Yep, okay. home, Tennessee. Then I said at Oakland. So there's the, the West Coast trip, one of them. Okay. Uh, home against the Jets. That'd be on October 20th. Yeah. So you're bouncing back and forth, alternating home and away here. I'm kind of bou- bouncing yep. back and forth a little bit. Where you got them on October 27th, before London? Before London. I put them on the road, but not by a lot. I put them in Atlanta. Okay, fair enough. I was thinking the same. I you figured it'd be that. close. You could do that. Yeah. You'd like to be home. You'd like to be home, but because technically London is home... It wouldn't shock me if they were away, but close. I, that's fair enough. I think that's okay. So I did Atlanta there. Then you got the London-Houston game. Uh, by week after that, after they come back, I have them on the road at Carolina. Uh, then Tampa Bay at home. Um, then I have Denver, but this was this was really just because of me. I want Denver in the second half of the season. I'm hoping Denver's in the second half of the season. Why? So I can go skiing. Oh. I would do the you same. You want to stay out? Yeah, there. I would do the same I mean, thing. How many I would, freaking days are you taking off in football season? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, it worked what the out, hell? It worked out well last year. Once. Yeah. So Not we'll do twice. It. So we can do it twice this time. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I have at Denver there. Hope he signs that new contract this right? summer. I know, right? Oh, look, that's <laughs> going to that's gonna be in there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Put that in there. And then so I finished with three of the last four against division opponents. Because I think the NFL likes to do, you're right. you know, Austin kind of said that too. Back heavy yep. AFC South. So I said at Tennessee versus Kansas City. I don't know how I ended up with Kansas City there, uh, but I just put them there. And then versus Indy at Houston. Indy Houston at Houston to end it. Yeah. So you'd say that. And again, I brought this up earlier, but the Jags have finished at home twice since the year 2000, 2005, 2011, which I think is a big disadvantage. A lot of that because of the Gator Bowl. All right. Uh, do you have any primetime games? I didn't think about that when I put it together. No? Unbelievable. I wasn't putting game times was, in there. No, I didn't put game times, but I just said I thought there'd be one primetime game in my schedule. I would expect that there would be a primetime game. What are you leaning? Sunday, Thursday, Monday? That's Thursday, out of order. Thursday. <laughs> I'd say it's a Thursday. Okay. I mean, the team won three games last year. Yep. Okay. I have a hard time seeing them getting a Sunday or a Monday. All right. Here's my schedule. We, we Ready? have a unique uh, London time slot. 
Thank God Brent's going because I'm still writing mine down right now. So yeah, thank you, good Brent. job doing the whole uh, homework, by the way. Well, how how did that wrestling interview go, Brent? Were you happy with that? Yeah, because that great. was my homework. Well, I mean, man. happy is technically the London game relative. is a prime time game for Aussie Jag. It's true. People in Australia, it's a prime time game for That'll them. It'll be a 9:30 in the morning game here, which yeah. I think is still kind of like breakfast in London. Uh, and it's a beautiful time. I don't know. For we're us. always in London during that, so we I'd never yeah. experience that. All right, here we go. Ready? Opener. On the road at Carolina. These are guesses, people. Guesses, people. Yeah, this is guesses. Jacksonville at Carolina. This is the way I would shape the schedule. I think that if they don't do this, they're dumb. The NFL's dumb for not doing this if they don't. Why wouldn't you? Both teams, they come in the league. The Sports Illustrated article, 96. They're kind of tied together a bit. And it's an easy road trip for Jacksonville. Home opener. Now, maybe Carolina has something going on in their stadium. But 25 seasons in for both teams makes a lot of sense, especially since you're leading off your whole season with the 100th anniversary game. Packers-Bears. All right, next, Kansas City at Jacksonville Week 2. Monday nighter. Oh. I put Mahomes against this defense on Monday night football. A little aggressive, but okay, I like but, it. But yeah. here's the deal. What I'm saying is by the NFL and the execs, I'm saying, you know what? Jags started 3-1 and one last year. Before they get bad, before it goes in the tank, before the risk of that, let's take Mahomes, who's healthy, two weeks into the year, going up against the Jags. Then I've got Jacksonville at Atlanta, Tennessee at Jacksonville to finish out the first month of the year. So two home games, two away. Got to win the first quarter. Jets at, didn't matter last year. Jets at Jacksonville. Uh, Jags go to Cincinnati and Indianapolis back-to-back weeks. Then New Orleans at Jacksonville. I had a hard time where I could fit New Orleans, but I don't think the NFL sees it as big of a marquee game as I do, so they kind of squeeze it in at the end of October. So Jags in this situation would be home before they go to London. So then the London week, bye week, and then I ship them because they're at the bye week. They go to Oakland right after that, and they take the big West Coast trip. Chargers come home back in Jacksonville November 24th, Jacksonville at the Titans, then at Denver the first two weeks of December for a two-game roadie. You going skiing with me? Uh, I, I, In your scenario? This would be appeasing to you. It would. Uh, Tampa Bay at Jacksonville the third week of December. Jacksonville goes to Houston. Instead of the final game of the year like it's been like seemingly every year, instead it's Christmas week. They'll go to Houston on the 22nd. And I have them for the third time since the turn of the century finishing the year at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, that is my schedule. Again, highlighted from this standpoint with the opener against Carolina and Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night football in week number two, plus to finish the season at home. Those, those I think are my bullet points. These are guesses for people listening at home. Uh, yeah, by the way, this is, don't write this down on your count. And, and I also know this. I have to keep saying it. I, I know also when people know are jumping in. I think New York, we know the London game. The New York Jets, uh, beat writer, I think has, I think he's leaked out that the Jets and Jags are playing uh, what week is that? October 27th. So the week before London. The week so before week, London here in Jacksonville. What week is that? Like week. Uh, I mean week uh, eight. eight. Dang it! All so right, that'd be well. week eight. So I think I think I saw that, and somebody just said, "Did you read O'Halloran's tweet?" Which means. That he's probably tweeted something about Denver and the Jags. So everything's leaking out. I haven't seen all the leaks because we've been talking on the radio. I'm just I was trying to be honest with our schedule and say this is how I drew it up uh, earlier today and how the Jags would uh, would do. and they would give them one Monday night game and not a Thursday night game if it went this way. Rhino leaking out week four, by the way, is what he said against Denver. Yeah. So Jags go to Denver week four. Where did said, you have him? Oh, we had him in he December. He also said hell yeah because it's <laughs> Rhino Halloran. <laughs> so we had him in December, right? Yes.
The funny thing about this, it's like a mock draft. If you screw up one game, You're you done. basically screwed them all up. <laughs> Unless you week get four, super I can't lucky. go skiing, yeah. so that's a bummer. You, you can't ski in late September? No. No snow? No. Really? Yeah. That's good. It's, you're going to have to work. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, Weber, are you out of here? Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, we got a big softball clash I'm yeah. going out to uh, Oakleaf. Oakleaf. One of the best softball? in the state. Uh, no. Taking on a nationally ranked team also from the state of Florida. And uh, yeah, we're going to go. We'll have that. that on TV, and I'll be live at Creekside and Bartram game tonight in baseball. So good, good baseball and softball. Tonight. I just finished up my homework of the schedule, so I'll talk about that when I get back on I there. I love when you get a local sports. Yep. And stay in your lane. Next on ESPN 690. Maybe it has something to do with the schedule. All right, we are breaking down the schedule. We just broke the schedule. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't really. <laughs> Whoa, I'm about to. Right now, all, all the these Jags are, are listening right. right now. They're like, what? <laughs> no, we didn't. Word got out. And um, Brent, but before we get into my picks, you put out a tease. I think it was yesterday or actually two days ago. That someone uh, told me to remind you about. I didn't deliver on it. You I thought of it. It was yesterday. Do you know what it is? I think it's, uh, I never said who will win a playoff game first. That's what I, thought, that's what I was getting on my cell phone. Yes, Gosh. correct. Come I, on, man. I know. Dish I, it. I know. Kathy, I'm sorry. You know what? Kathy has your <laughs> number now. She texted it. It might have been her. No comments. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal my sources. So we did. Yes. We brought up that, I think it was on ESPN or might have been on Good Morning Football, that they had a really good question about... Um, about who would win a playoff game first, Nick Foles with Jacksonville or Wentz with Philly? Mm-hmm. And you answered Wentz with Philly yeah, because of the softer division, right? I mean, yeah, the softer division, I think the talent on the roster still, and the fact that they went to the playoffs last year, you'd have to pick the Eagles. And then I said, let's go to break, and I'll tell you on the other side. And you never what told us on the is, other side. What I didn't mean is 24 hours and yeah. 30 minutes later. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the audience kind of felt like you said you're going to pick us up from school, uh, and, you, and you never showed up, and we're still waiting at the stop for you I'm to pick really us up. I'm really bad at this job. It's really bad. No, it's dude, it's just amazing. You're crushing it, bro. You're killing it. Don't be so hard on yourself. I, uh, I, I actually also tweeted, or I uh, teased yesterday, we'll have Brian Dawkins. I've tweeted yeah. and teased about 15 times about Brian Dawkins. I'm not sure we're getting to it because you start asking me questions and we get deep diving well, into stuff. So that's mean, the way this goes. It goes organically. That's, that's what, what I was really, running for. What I really shouldn't do is tease anything. Yeah, don't say anything. That's well, a big part of the business. <laughs> yeah. But if I don't get to Dawkins today, we'll get to him tomorrow, I promise. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, listen, we're running out. I He's going to be riding could, on the streets of Philly. We could do a show for another couple hours and we'll keep Wawa mentions going. Yeah. Uh, for another day or so. Yeah, so sure yeah, I appreciate that. that. Uh, but anyway, to answer this question and finish off my tease from yesterday, uh, I, I'm i going to say the Jags because, one, I'm a real positive guy. Sunshine and Rainbows Club has not been shut down. I'm starting to see that, yes. Two, I have serious concerns about Carson Wentz's health every year. And so can they finish a season with him? Can he get to the postseason to win a game? He's shown an inability to do that. So this might not necessarily be much of an endorsement for the Jags and Foles as it is for right now. I don't know if I can count on Carson Wentz to play a game in January. And I don't think that's that far-fetched because he's proven it the last couple of years. It's been a very tough thing to do. So I'll take Foles. I say Foles gets a playoff win uh, before Wentz gets a playoff win in Philly. Okay. There you go. There we All go. Right. So you had uh, Stewart's schedule. Yeah. Uh, my schedule. 
which included the Monday nighter against Kansas City in week number two. I think that would make a lot of sense. And I also think the Carolina-Jacksville game makes a lot of sense right off the rip. Uh, Marcel, by the way, Marcel Robinson tweeted his schedule, so go find it, and we'll see if he's right. Uh, Kuz didn't do the homework assignment because he was too busy editing video for you on skates for the ice. I mean, it took him five minutes, Brent. Don't act like he was in this. And by the way, the video, it would look like Walt Disney came back from the dead and put together some (laughs) some pictures because it was all fuzzy and everything. So nice job to Kuz, everybody. Round of applause for that five-minute editing. Hey, I do what I got to do. It's an artistic style. (laughs) (laughs) With a good filter. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, true to his Murray State days, Austin Lane just crammed for this test, did the homework <laughs> while he was walking into class. I was like, I Stuart dead came dead in, is... he goes, hey, did you start working on it? And I was like, no, I'm just going to hope they don't bring it to me. <laughs> that is a good point, actually, Brent. That that was, uh, I've done it a couple times. Give it yes. to us. What you got? All right. So I'm starting off. Tampa Bay coming to Jacksonville. It's going to be a home game. All right. Number two, Kansas City. Uh, reminds me of 2013 when Kansas City played here, second week. So Kansas City, uh, second week, third week. By and the way, Houston. that was 26 to 2. Yeah, it didn't pan out so well, did <laughs> that was it? A terrible well, but that, that was a big game because that was the year that both teams struggled. I think they're number one and two in the draft. You're, you're right. And Kansas City skyrocketed that year, and Jacksonville went downhill. You know, it's still the one of the craziest stats about that year for Kansas City. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, good. six Pro Bowlers on that team that had two wins. Two wins. Yeah, it goes to show the Jacks you. are so bad they still couldn't get the first pick because Kansas City got two wins <laughs> with six Pro Bowlers. We were talking about luck for this organization. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, week three at Houston. Week four at Denver. Week five, we got Indy coming here. Week six, going to be at Carolina. Week seven, it's going to be a rough one. Going to Oakland. Week eight, home against Carolina. Week nine, home against Houston. And then comes the bye week. Did you have Carolina in there twice? No. Okay, good. (laughs) I hope not. Uh, Week 10, going to Oakland. Week 11, uh, Saints are coming here. Week 12, LA's coming LA's coming here, then correct. Yep. yep. LA's coming here. Uh week thirteen going to Tennessee. Week fourteen, Atlanta's coming here. Week fifteen at Indy, and the Jaguars close it off with Tennessee at home. Mm. And on Thursday night? <laughs> I think week thirteen's gonna be the Thursday night game at Tennessee. Because Oh, at Tennessee again? At Tennessee That's again. That's an L then. Because why? I mean, why not? That's the, what the NFL does for the Jaguars. It's, that's what it's been. Um, yeah, everybody, force this down your throats one more time. Titans, Jaguars, yeah, I'm trying there. to get away from that. Thursday night football. I still feel like there's a part of it. By the way, that was, again, uh, Austin Lane's prediction of yes. the schedule, not yeah. the schedule. I have to keep reminding people that. Mm-hmm. The schedule comes out at 8 o'clock tonight. We do know the London game uh, will be November 3rd, that same week as Florida, Georgia. Georgia, Florida, however, whoever you root for, um, we're neutral. But we got to say one first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the world's largest cocktail, outdoor cocktail party. How about that? We'll go back to that. But uh, I here's my belief, yet I have not been proven correct. I think the NFL likes Shad Khan a lot. I think they like him as an owner. Uh, obviously, he's a minority owner in the NFL. I think they respect his vision. I think they respect his pocketbooks. I think they respect the fact that he took a leap to London. And did this whole deal and has created a buzz about playing overseas that many other teams want to do it. No, he's he's absolutely helping out the brand. I will agree with you on that. So I don't know where there's probably closed door things that go on where you get a thanks shot, a pat on the back. I do know you can request some things like in the preseason. And a few years ago, Shad Khan had requested because he has um, 
his his other business, his bumper business, located up in the Midwest. He wanted the preseason games to be in Chicago and Detroit. And so he got that wish so he could take some employees up to the games. And that made a lot of sense. And usually you probably wouldn't play up that way in the preseason. They try to keep you a little closer to home. Mm -hmm. So he got that request. But I don't really see anything that illustrates, hey, we're going to do you this favor, Shad. Like even I would think Shad would say, try to keep us away or at night in the first month of the year because it's so dang hot for our customers. You know, Uh, now that's also the advantage for the football team. But the bottom line is it's hot as heck here in September. And last year, the Jags had three straight home games in September when it's hot. Now, the crowds were awesome for the New England game. And and I think the Jets game was good. Uh, The Tennessee game was, I think, good coming off the Patriots win. My point is I don't I don't think they're asking for three home games to start the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. And so I'm wondering, okay, over the years, and there's probably been more to this. I just don't see it with my eyes where they say, hey, Shad, we love what you're doing here, man. Thanks. Thanks for keeping Jacksonville vibrant. I love what you're trying to do. Thanks for the London stuff. Uh, and I, there's only but 32 the, owners, man. But he's the but he's the owner, Brent. It's not like Shad Khan's going out there and putting up five touchdowns a game and no. doing yards. It's just like no. But do, you Shad, think he, but do you think he really has that much say of all that? No, I don't necessarily. It's proven, I think. But I do also believe the shield is going to take care of the owners too. That's what I'm saying. The league office who creates the schedule say this is one where you can say, hey, we're going to put you on a Monday night game, or if you yeah. do you want to play so and so early in the season or late in the season. I don't know what it is. I'm just I don't usually see anything that says, oh yeah, that that looked like they were doing a solid for Shad there. I, mm-hmm. And again, I don't know if that takes place. This might be just computer generated, and that's it. Other than a game or two where they pick out. And I think a lot of it is computer generated. But I just say I don't feel that has happened much through the years, although I do think they really respect Shad. It's just kind of my own personal belief. I'm not saying there's this, like, vendetta against Shad Khan and the Jags. A lot of people think there are mm-hmm. against the Jaguars. I don't think that's the case. I just – I thought this is a – I think the schedule is a place where it can show up that was saying, hey, we like what you're doing. We appreciate it. We're going to give you – we're going to try to do this for you if it works out, you know? Yeah. And I haven't really seen that uh, that much through the years. All right, uh, South Beach Gary on the line. Check it in. What's up, Gary? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, you know that 39,000 that Malden was talking about? Yeah. I thought that was the number of arrests of Gator players while Urban was coaching that. <laughs> Shots well, fired. He did witness a lot of them. Um, hey, or, or uh, I, heard the Jags are opening with the, I heard the Jags are opening with the Chiefs week one. Uh, you heard that, or is that the latest leak? Uh, that's the latest leak, and uh, Pittsburgh's opening with the Patriots on the Sunday night game. Well, that, that one, one was reported by ESPN, I think. Some of those are right. out there. Um, the Kansas City one, I have not seen leaked. Uh, I'm South Beach Gary, Brent. Are you questioning me? I am not, but you obviously have connections. Now, if you had told me the Dolphins game, <laughs> I would have I really believed you. But... Uh, that, if that's floating around, that listen, you know what would surprise me about that, Gary? If Kansas yeah. City's the opener is, and it could very well be, but why would you take one of your stars in the NFL and start him against Jacksonville on the road? Now, see, normally I thought we would see opening night football would be the Patriots and Chiefs again, rematch of the AFC Championship, that great game. Now, I understand why they're not. Packers-Bears makes sense. But why? All right, he's, would, a st- 
he's a star right now, but let's hold the, putting him in Canton yet, though, Brent, and, you know, until he plays at least two years in the league. Yeah, no, but I, the listen, guy's going to move you, but, the needle. But, but I'm talking about, yeah, moving the needle in marketability, South Beach, Gary. How about Sunday night? How about Monday night? Why would you put yeah. him in Jacksonville instead of not in prime time to open the year? I I just think How you would do that. How about Dwayne Haskins as the Dolphins quarterback? That will move the needle real quick. Or, or, or Drew Locke. Well, that's true. But, hey, this is one thing the NFL schedule makers do. They don't know who those guys are going to. No, no, they don't know, know where Kyler Murray is and Dwayne Haskins is going. So the yeah, schedule comes out before that. But, hmm. hey, appreciate the call, man. We'll, hey, hey, we'll hey. see if you're right. By the way, it comes out at 8 o'clock. Uh, so he says Kansas State. That might be the latest leak. Again, I have not paid attention to the leaks out there. Yeah. Um, I hope not because then that throws off my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, hear about Fitzpatrick saying he's overweight a little bit because he was eating cake? Yeah, I saw that. Fitzpatrick can probably do whatever he wants. And honestly, I don't know if they even care what they get out of him well, in yeah, Miami I mean, this year. The guy's going to be okay. He, he went to an Ivy League, so I think regardless of what happens to Fitzpatrick, he's going to be okay. Well, he's going to be okay. He played 14 years in the NFL so far. I mean, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's going to be okay. <laughs> I that think that's, too. that's a pretty nice pension <laughs> not, in the not NFL. Not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only guy that's going to rival that is Brad Meester. Meester. <laughs> oh, man. Meester's got a maid in the shade. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Pension's good in the NFL. Pension is good, but he also has like seven kids as well. And they're, 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 and they're all, all girls. They're all yeah. And they're all, oh, a lot of and they're all around this time, which is why the cake problem is rising. So, so I'll, I'll never forget, um, I asked Meester one time, it's like my second year, and this is back when he had like five kids, I think it was, and I'm like, Meester, man, like you, you have to miss your family a little bit, right? Being in training camp, you go, Lane, this is my vacation coming to training camp every single year. <laughs> With a house full of women, this is my vacation. Uh, I love Brad Meester, one of my favorite Jags of all time. He's awesome, man. Uh, pretty good stuff. Now he's sitting on a tractor out in Iowa, Iowa right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have Aaron Campman. Maybe we should have him call in about Fanton Hawkinson. Now we're talking. Well, him or either Aaron Campman, too, is another uh, guy. Yeah, Iowa let's get guy. Him on. Yep. <laughs> hey, we'll finish up the show. We'll stay in your lane next on ESPN 690. One final segment here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, who Stuart Weber stopped by. Marcel Robinson did stop by, uh, by the way. And um, you can check out his schedule prediction on Twitter. I think it's at Marcel A.S. Jacks. Yes, it is. And uh, you got to tweet yours out, by the way, Austin. I'll tweet mine out. And then 8 o'clock, we'll see who's right. Deal. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, you got a little stay in your lane. Uh, yeah, I do have a little stay in your lane. Let me just bring her up here real quick. All right, so cruise control. This is actually going to be a cruise control for the announcement of a new segment. I think that we're going to go with. Oh boy. Um, and as my laptop just died, that's okay. I'll, I'll remember pump your brakes. So, uh, Brent, we, t- we talk about flexing all the time on the show, right? I mean, it seems like with Russell Wilson and there was the whole Phil Mickelson thing. That was your boy, by the way. Um, there's a lot of flexing going on in sports and in, and in uh, social media and whatnot. So we're going to start a new segment called uh, the Flex of the Day, if you will. And this is going to highlight um, uh, an athlete who is either flexing for the good reasons or the bad reasons. But here at ESPN 690... We're going to celebrate it regardless. Let's flex. So, Especially when flex, you got guns like mine. Amen to that. So uh, the flex of the day is going to Brooks Kepka, uh, who is hanging out with his, I think, girlfriend, Jenna Sims. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. They're, they're at the beach. Uh, looks to be some provocative photos. It was like a <laughs> – that's all I'm going to say about it. Once again, they're at the beach. This looks this like, like a professional – Kardashian kind of provocative? This is Kardashian provocative. It seems to be some glamour shots going on here. It seems like they hired – some kind of photographer. Uh, I didn't know 
golfers got down like that. That's all I'm going to say. So shout out to Brooks Kepka for the Instagram flex of the day hey, because dude, he is flexing. You make like 1.9 million when you win a, an event. I mean, golfers can get down like that. I like it. I mean, there you go, Brent. That's that's the headline. Whoa. Yeah. Hold on. You continue on with this segment. Okay. Well, that's all I got for it. By the way, this doesn't look like he tweeted it. Looks like he got caught. Oh, but it looks like it's professional. No, there's no way that wasn't professionally done, Brent. Do you mean to tell me that that's just a random pick on the beach that somebody snapped? I think not. Lighting is too great. Come on, Brent. This point. isn't your first rodeo in, in Well, in I can't see media. the entire thing, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There are things covered up. So, flex of the day, going By to go way, for Brooks Kepka. Like, what? Would you do a shoot like that? No. Absolutely not. I had I had a hard enough time doing, like, my engagement photos. Yeah, I, That's, I don't get it. I don't no, get it no, either. Oh, you know what that might be from? Is that from the, the body magazine? He's doing the ESPN Body Magazine. No, this was recently taken. Oh, it I was think. okay. Yeah. So it was separate. Yeah, All right. yeah. <laughs> it says they're on vacation, enjoying some downtime after the Masters. I guess they are. They, they listen. They were not too far from Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. You, you nailed it. Uh, yeah, right on the same level. I feel like, <laughs> except that we except don't, in daylight. On the beach. They're in daylight. And we have to hear Brooks Kepka get out his. Marvin Gaye voice, so thank God for that. He didn't do that. I'm not sure Brooks Kepka has that in him. Uh, Pump the brakes, Brent. Well, uh, so there's a video. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's resurfaced lately uh, with a a video of Demarius Thomas that one could probably assume had a couple cocktails. And in the video, he is quoted by saying, and I I say saying lightly, he's actually screaming, F Tom Brady. Even though this is an old video, still a ballsy move on Demarius's part to sign with the team whose quarterback he literally said F you to. Demarius, not a good look to say F you to number one, probably the GOAT. Number two, the guy that's going to be throwing all the balls towards you this year. Uh, not a good look. I'm sure they're going to move past it, but talk about an interesting team dynamic to go to a team where you say F you to the quarterback. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I think... They'll be able to laugh that one off. But you know what's interesting about that signing? Didn't he just, like, it was an Achilles for him, right? Yeah. He hurt in December. Yeah. That's going to take a while to come. Like, well, he, he won't be ready to go. Will um, he? But I, you have to remember, he's going to the Patriots, so I expect a Pro Bowl year out of him, probably an all-pro year out of him. But I'm, he might I'm only sure be half a year is oh, my point. Well, and that, hey, there we go. <laughs> Sounds good. Chris Hogan, who? I forgot all about the guy. And, uh... Honorable mention pump the brakes is going to Drell Miller, who just tested positive for for a banned substance. Drell Miller is supposed to fight Anthony Joshua June 1st, Madison Square Garden. Brent, we talk about heavyweight boxing being dead. Well, this is putting nails in the coffin, man. The fight's more than likely going to be off. Jarrell was an up-and-coming fighter. He was from Brooklyn. He was fighting in his backyard and unfortunately tested positive for legal substance. So that fight is, well, from all instincts now, it's going to be off. Yeah, I, um, I've i got a couple of things, by the way. Did you see, speaking of like the beach shot of Brooks Kepka? did you see the one video going around where uh, guy? it's like the quote is, guy takes video of final seconds of his life. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's and I was like, I had to look at it a couple times. Like, what are these people talking about? Yeah. And so oh, it's you really see good. It. Like, if you're on Facebook, it's probably on Facebook, too, but yeah, Instagram, yeah. social media, whatever. And uh, you should look that one up because it is kind of funny. It's like he's taking a shot of these girls in bikinis. Yep. And then he pans over, and it's either his girlfriend or his wife, and she should give him a death stare. Not <laughs> a good look. It's, yeah. It's a great caption. It was really good. And it's got like 4 million views. So obviously, people have looked. It's amazing what catches fire. But that's a good one to catch fire. That's <laughs> Yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, I also have to mention this. I didn't stay up for the entirety. I, I went to bed at like 
45. So I went to bed when they went to the 19th inning. Mm-hmm. But Georgia and Clemson baseball played 20 innings last night. But, and you know what's interesting about it? I did not know this. They don't have a curfew. So, like, in Major League Baseball, like, there's a curfew. You play at, like, 3 in the morning or whatever it is. You have a, you go finish that game later on or the next day or whatever. They And in Minor League Baseball works the same way. These guys don't have a curfew of when to stop. Like, they could have gone all night. And they did, essentially. It was a six-and-a-half-hour game. So, uh, oh, man. It was – they, they talked about a guy that uh, he didn't even start the game yet. He was on, like, his sixth at bat. <laughs> See, I, I like those things. A lot of people want to get rid of extra innings. And they say, play the tenth inning, and then after that, put a guy on, like, second base or something. And that's what they do in Little League yeah, and, yeah. and in our – leagues to keep the time moving so you don't get too backed up and i get it i don't like the idea of it in real baseball like in big league baseball college baseball i like the 20 inning game from time to time Mm -hmm. and the college kids you know one thing people say baseball isn't cool sometimes right Mm -hmm. we talk about that bryce harper if you watch a college game they have fun like the college guys they do goofy stuff quirky stuff it's they have fun, and a lot of these guys are going to end up being in the bigs. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. playing that kind of baseball, ACC, SEC baseball. Uh, and the other note on here is Georgia's good this year. They're really good. They're top ten. Uh, they've been, like, top five. I think they were third in the country. Since I've been in Jacksonville and following local baseball, I don't think Georgia's been that good, which they should be good at baseball. But uh, they really haven't, so they're having a nice season. They won 3-2 to two, uh, in 20 innings. State of the franchise coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Big day in Jacksonville. It's one of my favorite days. I've all, I've long been a big proponent of what the Jaguars are trying to do, what the city is trying to do in conjunction with ShotCon, however you want to phrase it. And I, listen, leave the politics to, for me outside of it. I'm just talking about a building a vibrant Jacksonville downtown, a downtown that needs to be better, that needs to look better, needs to be more attractive, needs to have more things to do. And how you get there, I have no idea how you're getting there. But get there is my point. And this is a golden opportunity in the history of the city of Jacksonville to get there with a, a man that owns the franchise, that has a lot of money and a vision and and the motivation to do things. Yes, it takes some politicians and politics and city council and all these other things and voters to make it work, too. And it's not all great for everybody. It's it's certainly OK to be questioned. But at the end of the day, in the next three to five, seven years, whatever it is, downtown Jacksonville has to look better. This is the opportunity for this city. This is the opportunity for Duval to grow and, and become the next Charlotte, Nashville, whatever it might be. This is it. And I love what they present at the state of the franchise. And usually an element of it or two comes to fruition. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. The key word here is optimism. Now, the state of the franchise, they don't address the offense. They, they don't address the players. They don't address who they're going to draft. But coming off a disappointing season last year, fans want to be optimistic. Fans want something to look forward to, especially after a down year. So the state of the franchise is important because this is where your fans get to get to see your product for the first time they, they they get to feel inspired and look forward to the season so i'm gonna be all ears and eyes for the state of the franchise coming up tomorrow yeah and it's very transparent look at what the jags have what their some of their problems are what they do well what season ticket renewals there's a lot and by the way first time we'll hear from shot in a very very long time uh the plan is to potentially be on the road tomorrow at the bulls providence baseball game uh we're thinking of going over there so uh Either way, we'll have the state of the franchise recap. We'll have more on the schedule. It'll be time to make predictions. Can you guys at least do that? A little homework, a little win-loss for the Jags after the schedule comes out tonight? Can you do that? Fine, man. All right. I'll see you, everybody, on TV tonight.
Hopefully you'll watch. I'm going live down at Creekside Big Baseball Game, Bartram and Creekside, Fox 30 at 6.50. For Coos, Austin Lane, All Elite Wrestling, Stuart Weber, Marcel Robinson. I'm Brent Martineau. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you on TV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.